When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Oh, let's go, Arnie Spanier. Let's go, let's go, let's go. How are you, stinking genius? I'm doing good. Big good show man. last night. Can't wait to see what we're doing tonight. Did you hear our guest last night? I, I heard the first of four hours that you had last <laughs> night. I heard the first of four. So you heard Aries come on the air. Uh, I, I, I know. I heard uh, JPM. I heard John Paul Morosi. And I think oh, that was. You didn't about hear Aries, the dancer that was at the club um that was tipping lou williams magic city you actually yeah. had someone that was at magic city no no please no? don't do this don't do this not two nights in a row not yes, two did, no, no no no, no. <laughs> why did i walk into that gosh i'm so oh, sorry bobo uh, had to work last night with arnie too so it's like a it's like a two for like fm radio stations have the two for tuesdays it's like a two for 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 bobo this oh, weekend but are bleeding yeah i missed aries <laughs> but i did hear john paul morosi and i was telling bobo right before we uh, joined you live tonight from the geico fox sports radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance all you have to do is visit geico.com for a free rate quote arnie i will say yeah, I, I thought the rainbow trout joke for Mike Trout's kid's name did not get the love that it deserved. No, it but, didn't. Uh, but, not even close. But, but as with most jokes, 
when you have to explain it, what it yes. loses a little bit of its it loses <laughs> a little bit of its luster, doesn't it? But okay, so no Aries tonight on the show, please, for the love of all that is. You never know. Good, you right? never know. Never say no, never. no Aries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Bubba. But hey, but we do have Arnie. You and I have yeah. sat here, as have sports radio hosts and and sports fans all across the country for weeks, months. Endless, endless hours just wishing we had anything to kind of whet our sports appetite. Man, what a, we have a hockey game going on right now. We got a basketball game coming down yep. the home stretch. But I guess if you want to stretch a little bit how you feel about the Rockets, could be a finals preview between Milwaukee and Houston. And I, I mean, we've had baseball all day long, had a NASCAR race, mixed in a little UFC last night. And, and yet it seems as if, Arnie, the headlines are still being stolen by one question. And it is, will we finish or will we start whenever it pertains to these seasons? Will we be able, I think that the two seasons that are going to finish regardless, right? NHL and the NBA seems like they've got it figured out. Baseball is where the questions start to arise. Football with, will they start? And that's more specific, I think, to the college game than it is to the NFL. Though, despite all these games, Arnie, those are what's still driving the headlines right now. Yeah. And first of all, the sports overload, I, I feel like it's Thanksgiving on Thursday and you didn't eat the Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday before, and then Thursday comes around and you just stuff your face. <laughs> like and you're it. like, whoa, I, I'm not going to make it through the night. And, and you have to go ahead and take your unbutton your pants and sit down on the couch. So I feel that's like the, the way today was. Um, I'm with you. I was uh, about 48 hours ago, I would say like Friday or whenever Manfred said, hey, you better clean up your act baseball. I'm like, oh, geez, uh, I don't know if this thing's going to be around on Monday. And then, of course, you see the tweets from the, from the baseball insiders questioning the same thing. So I think we're going to be okay. Okay, I think baseball will move on. I'm I'm not feeling like it's going to be shut down tomorrow, but what the hell do I know? I'm I'm just keeping my fingers crossed, but I think we should be okay there. I would almost go as far, and I don't know. I know Todd Furman's coming on with us later, and because there's a very good chance with the location of where my office is now and my new house, Arnie, in my studio, uh, I'll just say this. I'm not a gambling man, babe. But if I if I were a gambling man, I think I'd be willing to risk quite a bit that baseball is going to forge ahead. And I don't want to be I don't want to try to be anyone that's minimalizing or minimalizing. Is that the word? No, minimizing. Whatever. But trying to minimize the the outbreak or trying to minimize COVID-19. But I kind of took Rob Manfred as a guy that uh, was true to his word when he said, listen, I'm not a quitter. We're not going to quit in this thing. And. I know that the Cardinals, I don't know, owner, GM, whomever, is getting mad at people for trying to question what they did. But when we're trying to minimize the amount of people we're around, Arnie, when we're trying to minimize the uh, the contacts, our, our, our social circles, all of these different items that we're talking about constantly, and you have one team that apparently hit a strip club, and you have one team that apparently hit a casino, I don't think you point a finger and say, oh, no, why are we trying to play through this? I think it comes back to what you and I have been talking about quite a bit whenever we were talking about the college game. And it's we're, we're, we're counting on, on young men, and then when we get into other sports, young women to go against their natural instincts and what they typically do. And who knew that professional baseball players would be the first ones to tip us off that, hey, you got to still keep your social circle small. This isn't a bus driver that accidentally coughed and infected a whole team. This appears to be teams that didn't really take this seriously. So with all of that precursor, right? am I crazy for saying this could end up being a good thing for not just baseball finishing, but football getting started? 
Well, as for baseball finishing it, there's no way on earth they're all going to be playing 60 games. I, I think we're, we've come to that. So, well, let's let's I'm not doing the math right. I don't see how you're going to make up so many games, um, you know, with, with double headers, even if they're like three innings long. I don't know how you're going to be able to make up those games. So right. I don't know if that's really that big of a deal, though. Does it make a difference as long as we figure out who's in the playoffs? Um, if one team plays 58, another plays 60. I think at this point we don't even we don't even really give a damn. We we just like you know let's go ahead and do that so i i think baseball will get to the finish line but it's going to be limping to the finish line i don't think right. it's going to be like the nba and the nhl i feel real good about them i was worried about the nhl because i really didn't feel like it was a bubble but i didn't think baseball was going to fall apart like this this quickly i'm very concerned well i i would say and if, if you go and base it on what justin turner and the dodgers threw out there and you've heard from a couple of other guys and, and team i guess you could say representatives today this definitely was a wake-up call and it was an eye-opener now what was it an eye-opener where you kind of point the finger at someone and say you better shape up or was it the eye-opener that hey i don't know if we can get through this regardless of which way you want to look at it uh, i think we'll get some answers sooner rather than later so with all that pessimism and knowing that right. it has not been a good weekend for college sports in general. Yeah, three major stories drop in college sports oh my that we'll goodness. get to in just a bit. I mean, oh, holy smokes. But Arnie, we do have games to talk about. We have actual matchups. We have actual games taking place. So since we've started there and we've got Eric Pincus coming up here in just a bit, uh, give me whatever Aaron Judge is having. Uh, this has been yeah, a fantastic oh, start for him, but I heard JP, uh, John Paul Morosi tell you guys last night, hey, I really think the, uh, the pitching's ahead of the hitting, and I don't necessarily disagree with him, but in the case of Aaron Judge, I think that might be the exception to the rule right now. Oh, I got to love it. What is it? Six home runs in five straight games. Uh, and let me tell you something. This is really big. This is really key for him. And you're probably saying why. Um, we know he's a big star. He is, he's coming up for um, a new contract soon. Well, he has been hurt. And matter right. of fact, he's been hurt for a lot of time coming up to the start of the season. So, you know, had the season started on time, we would be questioning him and saying, what's going on? How could you give him the big money? Now he comes back from a 60 to a 60 game season. He's off to a great start. There's no doubt now uh, what kind of money he deserves and what he'll be a Yankee for life. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. They're going to, they're going to take care of him, but is there, is there anything else that's really just kind of stood out that's caught your eye? I mean, we had a chance, obviously, last week. You know, we had the Thursday start. So we're, what now, nine days into the season, Arnie? I mean, yeah. there's been a lot of fun things going on in baseball so far. You obviously, as we talked about in the opening segment here, there's been the questions off the field and whether or not players are following proper protocols. But this has still stayed relatively competitive. You haven't really had a team that's run away with the division through the first handful of games. I mean, heck, what am I talking about? You've had some teams that have only played a handful of games to start the season. But is there anything outside of Aaron Judge that's really caught your attention here early on? Well, I, I just I don't know if you're talking about on the field, but I, I you know, just noticing without the fans. Um Baseball, it bothers me a little bit more without the fans. I, I, I'm actually getting used to it without in the NBA and the NHL. And I think they do a pretty good job kind of covering Agreed. it up and, and, you know, making it what possible or whatever. It, it feels like I'm not really missing much without the fans. Baseball, um, without the fans, I, I feel like I'm missing something there. Look, I don't care. I'm, I'm enjoying the games anyway, but I, I feel like I'm missing something from my viewing experience, um, without the fans in the stands in baseball. 
Here we go. Is Milwaukee going to get a chance to tie this game? 5.5 seconds left. 119-116. The Rockets have the lead. We'll keep you up to date with DeSager on this, this is, game. Wait a minute. It, there's, there's less than five, uh, six seconds left, so the Giannis rule comes in, meaning that oh, yeah? anything that happens, automatically Giannis gets the call. I you was, I was you saw the Celtic game, did you not? Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the guy yeah. fouled out like three different times and they kept overturning it. I'm like, what's going on here? I go, are we going to make a call and stick to it? I guess not, you know? I, I kind of like the Giannis rule from this perspective. Maybe we yeah. should readjust this. Maybe maybe Bobo, Lita Lap, or DeSager could help us figure out. I, I used to always call it the Tim Duncan rule. Maybe yes. it's the Paul George rule now, where every time you take a shot or try to dribble in the final uh, one minute of a game, you, you think that you've been fouled. I've never seen someone miss a shot or miss a layup, Arnie, in the NBA where they didn't walk away and go, yeah, I missed that one. No, nope, no, nope, there's always no. something that happened foul-wise. So No, we- and, and, and with Giannis, it, uh, it's amazing the uh, way the refs just give him every benefit of the doubt. Even even in replay, they're like, ah, the replay's wrong. Let's just go ahead and give him the benefit of the doubt anyway. It's, it's crazy. I, I will add one quick thing to baseball because, I, again, t- tonight and I think in, in the sports radio conversations over the next couple of days, the focus won't necessarily be about everything going on on the field. It'll be more about, hey, are we going to get through this? Are protocols going to be followed? We mentioned Aaron Judge. We mentioned the fans not being there, not really being that much of an issue. But if you're a Dodger fan, you had to feel pretty good about what happened today. Oh, because you better believe it. Seeing Clayton Kershaw look like that, five and two-thirds, scattering three hits, striking out six, not allowing a run, then finding out that Mookie Betts is okay. You know, the, the Padres have had a nice start. Dodgers will match up against the Padres over the next couple of days. Uh, Rockies are off to a great start. But I'm telling you what, Arnie, with the way things had gone pitching-wise for the boys in blue – it's a heck of a boost in the arm to see Clayton Kershaw not only pitch like that, but then to have your bullpen and a lot. You know, listen, I'm focusing on the Dodgers because I think Kershaw's return is a big story today. But I'll tell you what, man, across the league, we've seen some really impressive bullpen performances so far this year. Yeah, and the only thing that's going to bum me out is I'm not going to be able to be in Yankee Stadium to see my Dodgers beat the Yankees. Oh, so I'm stop I'm, this. I'm very see? bummed about it. Unless they open it up to fans, I'm, I'm already kind of just bummed out. I'm going to be missing the game live. But I'll just watch it on TV like everybody else. All right, so there's 1.3 seconds left in this game. Milwaukee missed a three. Houston has the basketball back. And nope, nope. James Harden's going to go to the free throw line. They absolutely botched the camera shot on that. He got fouled as soon as he put the ball uh, through the ball inbound. So Harden will go to the free throw line. Yeah, my gosh. Speaking of of quarantine dues, my man, and then by dues, I mean hairdos. My man, James Harden, really let it go. That should be ball game. He hits the first free throw with 1.3 left. Houston leads Milwaukee 120-116. Nice win for the Rockets tonight. They played a heck of a game on Friday yep. night against the Mavericks. It's been a fun start to the NBA. I guess, do I, I keep saying season? Restart. Yeah, restart. Restart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, still that seems kind of odd. Oh, since we've got this up. The restart got, is the free season. I don't know if you know that, so I just want to. we got to find a better <laughs> rhyme for you on that one. What rhymes with restart that has to do with free? We'll find out on Arnie's picks coming up in our final segment. But since we've, since we've touched on baseball, talked about Judge, talked about the positive test, talked about baseball's reaction to it, we'll have more coming up after the bottom of the hour. But with Eric Pincus coming up after our first break, Arnie, and by the way, this is a final. Rockets win at 120-116. Uh, the NBA is uh, 
they're doing some fun things with the virtual fans. Is some yes. of it a little bit corny? Sure. But to see the guys in the background uh, able to watch it, to see they've now they've really overdone the crowd noise at times. But I kind of dig the way that ESPN, ABC, all those involved with the regional networks who have seen massive TV increases on the regional networks. We'll talk about ratings in just a bit. But Arnie, you talked about the presentation for the Major League Baseball side of things. How about what they're doing in the bubble? I love it. You know, I, I'm wondering if when I play pickup basketball again, if I could have crowd noise and sneaker noise piped in, um, in my in my pickup games. I think it would sound great like that. I I, I don't. How do you get into the virtual window there? I don't even know how you did. You is there a number you dial up? Do they pick you? I I don't know, but I I just love the whole thing. I like it. You know. If it's $500 for a cardboard cutout of a, yeah. at a baseball game, I'm willing to bet there's some sort of cost involved in the digital seat for a game in the bubble. But, but you'd buy one. one for the Dodger game, would you not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, of course I, you would. You know what, Our though? Dodgers, yes. Can, uh, stop. I think, as wild as this is going to sound, when Arnie's picks come later, I have a prediction I'm making. Yeah. Coming up on the show tonight about fans in the stands, and we will stay away from what? what what's her name? Alita? Who was the Aries? The, Aries. We'll stay away from Aries calling the show. Tonight. Just like my wife's name. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, let's learn more about the first couple of days of the NBA season. Eric Pincus is next on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, 
John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Eric Pincus in seconds. First, I want to remind you that Arnie and Plank brought to you in part tonight by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. It works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist-recommended odor-free pain relief for muscle pain, backache, strains, sprains, and even arthritis. There is no stinging or burning involved. It's simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast and you won't stink. All right, let's go. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Bubba on the wheels of steel. Lita Lap producing the show tonight. And Steve DeSager on updates. And our first guest is a man, Lee Lakers writer for the Bleacher Report, NBA capologist. You see him on NBA TV. Eric Pincus is in the house. All right, so Eric, we've talked a lot about uh, kind of the crowd and kind of the feel and the atmosphere from your professional eye, if you will. You notice, I mean, is it noticeable? Obviously, it is noticeable, but what stood out about the fanless games and how the NBA has approached its presentation to you? Well, I, I think the Celtics, maybe, I don't know, they, tur- they turned that thing up. I mean, the Celtics game was yes. ridiculous. That crowd was loud. <laughs> uh, I think, I, I don't know, does the home team have control over that? I don't, I, there are details that are still mysterious to me, but it, it's. It's basketball. This is uh, under the circumstances. I think they're doing a, a great job with it. Uh, it. It's you know a little different. I, I'm used to being at Staples Center and all all the things that I do to you know cover games. I I can't do so yeah, a little. You know it's a little bittersweet, but at the same time I'm thrilled to have the game back. Uh, you know I'm hopeful that they can get through the next you know couple months and 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 get this done safely. But yeah, I mean we've watched already some great games in the last few days. How do you think the play has been so far? I thought there were going to be a lot of really low-scoring games, and we'd see some really awful shooting because there was no crowds. It, it couldn't be further from the truth. There's been some good performances. Well, I mean, guys were off for too long, so uh, there are going to be uh, stretches where guys can't shoot, uh, where the teams turn the ball over uh, a lot, where just their conditioning isn't as strong, so they'll probably be short uh, on their shots late in games. But then you, you see, like, uh, T.J. Warren going off for 53, yeah. and, and you know we're, it's like, uh, I mean the Rockets and and all you know shooting all the threes that they shoot. I mean it's still, it, it's a little sloppy, and that's okay. I mean these are the seeding games, and, and maybe this playoff run, maybe it'll be a little sloppier than usual. But it, it's kind of like lockout years. Uh, there's you know a slight degree of of impact on the game, but you know so what? I mean this is where we're at. Whoever gets through all of this. You know, they they definitely deserve that title because this is you know this is definitely a journey. So let's let's look at this from a Lakers perspective real quick. One and one so far, mm-hmm. but again, still potentially Eric in, in a danger where they could slide out of the one spot. If they get this sealed up in the next game or two, do you see them changing their approach a little bit? Maybe resting guys, playing fewer minutes to try to get say a J.R. Smith or a Dion Waiters more in the mix, or do they keep playing on? I mean, Dion's playing pretty big minutes already. Yeah, he I is. Mean, he stepped right into a role. I think Jr. Uh, is a plug-and-play guy who they'll they'll play when there's a need. But everyone knows what he does. He knows how to play with LeBron. So uh, I think they're really getting themselves geared up and ready for the playoff run. I, we didn't see gigantic minutes 
uh, from AD and LeBron. They won that first game against the Clippers. I think it put their magic number at one, where one Laker victory or one Clipper loss and it's over with, and the Lakers are sealed in at one. Yeah. They could try to catch the Bucks for home court advantage, but I don't know what that home court advantage is, other than like we talked about the loud, you know, crowd noise, uh, canned crowd noise. I don't think it matters. So uh, I don't think they're going to push to win every game more than push to get themselves ready for the playoffs. And I think that includes ramping up minutes. I think that means a little bit more time for AD and LeBron, uh, but it also means managing them and making sure they're feeling good. Uh, Lakers, they could take their time. Clippers can take their time. Bucks, all these teams, they don't have to win because of where they're seated, uh, as opposed to like the Blazers and the Grizzlies. Spurs are making a little bit of a run. Uh, But these top teams, they, they, they can afford to be patient, but not too patient because playoffs start not too long from now. Eric, am I watching this right? All I have to do is double-team Davis. Uh, one guy in LeBron, and other two guys get to stand around rebound, and then that's all you have to do, right? Just guard. That's all they were doing. They were double-triple-teaming Anthony Davis and, and leaving <laughs> well, everybody else open. Well, the thing is, if the Lakers shooters are going to shoot over like 600, or yeah. I don't know what they shot, but it was really <laughs> bad, right? Like then, then, yeah, that's a way to beat the Lakers. But the reality is, like KCP, if you've watched his career, he's the kind of player in a new environment doesn't play well until he gets comfortable. Once he's comfortable, then he's a really good player. He's not like an elite player, but he's a very solid player. Danny Green is going to give you some, in a playoff series, he's going to give you a couple games where he shoots like six or seven threes. And then he'll give you another couple games where he shoots almost no threes. It's just kind of par for the course. Alex Cruz is not hitting anything. All the Lakers need is for someone to get hot, one player to get hot, and they have the advantage. They're really good defensively. They have two elite players. And they're getting wide open shots. They just actually have to you know, hit those shots. Yeah. I guess it didn't register with me that Dion Waiters had played 22 minutes against the Raptors. But on the other side of that, man, LeBron said it afterwards. I think we just kind of tapped out on Toronto when Kawhi left, and understandably so. But, I mean, they're, they're pretty good. They're going to be the two seed. Siakam's playing well. Van Vliet has proven himself to be a – I mean, he played 40 minutes. And what – I mean, I know he didn't have huge numbers scoring-wise, but dished out 11 assists, a little double-double with 13 points. And Kyle Lowry's an all-star. I mean, I – again, I, I mean, I get it that people would, would lose their focus on him when Kawhi left. But, man, Nick Nurse has himself a hell of a team. Yeah, no, I have the Raptors going back to the finals. I've had them going back for – Wow. A stretch now before the before the season shut down. They were still, you know, there, there's something to be said for uh, learning how to win in the NBA. It's, it's it's excruciatingly difficult. And when you look back in time, it's guys like Shaquille O'Neal who used to get swept every year. There, there are guys who just could never win. And then at some point it happened, right? Uh, the Raptors are a good example of that, where they were always a great team. I mean, they've been one of the best teams in the league for the last five five years or so, uh, but they couldn't get past LeBron. And so they were just sort of thought, you know, okay, they're, they're a, a team that's always going to choke in the playoffs. And then you have Kawhi who learned that championship pedigree from playing with the Spurs, playing with Tim Duncan, all those guys. He has an NBA Finals MVP under his belt, came in and, and taught them how to do what they need to do. They were already great. Milwaukee doesn't have that yet. So, yes, they may be that. This is the year they may learn that, but I don't know that they have that knowledge, and I, I can't assume that they get it. I do think they're amazing and they're, they're very talented, but I just saw them get beat by the Rockets because there are things that they're not great at, and they're going to have to overcome those things. I, I, I like what the Raptors do. They're long, lengthy, experienced, know how to win. Lowry's ridiculous. I mean, he's not the best point guard in the league, 
but he's a very special player and kind of reminds me of Chauncey Billups, who was really never the best point guard of his era, yet he won a championship and this could be in a Hall of Fame. Eric, I, I was shooting baskets today for about 20 minutes. Does that oh, mean gosh. I played more minutes than Zion? Is that is that what's going on here? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got some bubble wrap on that kid. There's no wow. question about it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they do. What's going on there? Well, I mean, the the Pelicans are pretty understanding that this is not their year to win the title, right? This is just not – this is a growth year. And Zion is their entire growth plan. I mean, they've got a lot of good players. I like Brandon Ingram. They'll likely give him a big contract this summer. They've got a lot of talented players. But Zion is their superstar. He's a once-in-a-lifetime you know, guy, which is you hit the lottery when it comes to going to the draft. And year after year, teams have, you have to be terrible for the most part to be in the lottery. And then you, you get there, and it's not a great year. and You don't get there. There is no franchise player. Or maybe you pick the wrong guy. Or maybe you pick the right guy, and he gets hurt. So they're doing their part to make sure that Zion develops, that he wasn't with the team for a lot of the year. Then leading into the bubble, he was not with the team as well. They're not going to they're not going to mess with it. They're, the NBA would love to see Zion on the court and the fans tuning in to see Zion because everyone wants to see this kid play. But the Pelicans don't care anything about that. They care about his long term success and his health and making sure that they've got the, this guy for the next five, ten, twenty years uh, at the high, at an elite level. Eric, final thought real quick before I let you go. Uh, it seems like some things are settled, like the top eight in the in the East for the most part. But how about this battle for, what, three, four, five, and six in the West? I mean, can can I include Oklahoma City as a player right now for the four seed, if not even the three seed? Yeah, no, it's it's all mixed up. I mean, I mean the Spurs looked like – I thought they were out once LaMarcus got hurt, LaMarcus Aldridge, and they're fighting – uh, there's a lot of good teams in, in, in the West. They're all kind of bunched up. Like I said, I think the Lakers end up at number one, Clippers number two. Uh, but that was a huge win for the Rockets. Uh, Dallas is, you know, I know they're battling the Suns right now. I lost track of, of what the score is doing the show, but uh, that was a close game. And, and Dallas is a dangerous team as well. The Thunder, uh, they're not very deep, but they've been winning all year. They just beat teams. And, and they were pretty bad early on in the season because they had a tough schedule and because they had some injuries. Uh, but they're they're rock solid. They're fun to watch. Not many people pay attention to them because maybe they're in Oklahoma City and don't hear you know, Chris Paul's star is a little bit, you know, he's a little bit older, but they're playing some basketball. Yeah. Amen. All right, Eric, uh, have a great night, buddy. We always dig talking to you. And it's really fun that we have games because I felt like so many of those conversations during May and June, we were never going to get here. But <laughs> enjoy nonstop basketball all week and all month. Should be fun. All right, anytime, guys. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Love that dude, Eric Pincus. Follow him on Twitter at Eric Pincus. He rolls into the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios loaded with scores and recaps. Yes, sir, Steve DeSager is in the house with what's going on. What's up, Steve? You're not kidding. By the way, that late NBA game, Phoenix is leading Dallas 115-111 with under a minute and a half to go. Mm. Devin Booker with 30 points in the game. The Houston win over Milwaukee was 120-116. to Houston from three-point range, 21 of 61 in wow. a 48-minute game. Wow. I looked it up. They'd had a year and a half ago, a game where they tried 73 pointers, but that was an overtime game, a loss, by the way. This tonight ties the NBA record for a regulation game. In other words, Houston itself has done this three different times. They've tied their own record, attempting 61 threes in four quarters. They beat Milwaukee, though. Giannis Atenakumpu, who had a great game, including 36 points, had a key turnover. 
down by one late in the game. In fact, 22 turnovers for Milwaukee in the contest. Russell Westbrook, 31 points. Houston's record now 42-24. and 24. Orlando beat up Sacramento easily, but Jonathan Isaac of the Magic left in a wheelchair, apparently with a serious left knee injury. Boston and Brooklyn each one. San Antonio as well. The Spurs got two free throws with a second to play by DeMar DeRozan to beat Memphis 108-106. to 106. NHL playoff wins for Arizona and Columbus. Hockey restarted yesterday with openers in best-of-five playoff series. And right now, Minnesota Wild lead 1-0 end of one against the Canucks. In baseball, the Sunday night game was at Yankee Stadium, and New York's Aaron Judge hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth estimated at 468 feet. Wow. Yankees beat Boston 9-7. to He'd hit a three-run homer earlier tonight, so the guys homered in five straight games. The Yankees tie their best-ever start to a season, 7-1. and The Minnesota Twins are 7-2 and after beating Cleveland again, 3-1. to Cubs are 7-2. and They won in 11 innings against Pittsburgh, 2-1. to Houston got an 11-inning win against the Angels, 6-5. to You know how Shohei Otani is the DH during the week and the pitcher yeah. on Sundays? Well, in in his opening game last Sunday on the mound, he allowed five runs in the first, did not That's get shocking. an out, and was pulled. Today against Houston at home, he was pulled in the second inning after two Ooh. runs allowed and shocking. five walks, and he'll have an MRI on his arm. Now. I didn't see that coming. Uh, Oakland and Baltimore each with wins. Cincinnati swept a doubleheader at Detroit. They'd had a rainout yesterday, each game of the twin bill, of course, seven innings. In the opener, Tigers reliever Tyler Alexander had struck out the first nine batters he faced. Wound up going three and two-thirds with ten strikeouts in relief and no hits allowed, just one walk. The Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw, 3 nothing winners against Arizona. Boy, you are not kidding, Chris. Kershaw, to say he was in midseason form today Dealing. is an understatement. Oral Hershiser on the broadcast said, I haven't seen him this good in two years. And this was his season debut. Remember with the bad back, he couldn't pitch opening day. Six strikeouts for him, pitching into the sixth inning. Mookie Betts left with a sore finger. He hurt it at an at-bat on a foul ball. He stayed in and homered in the at-bat and later came out. Corey Seager of the Dodgers was out today with a quad injury, but he could be their DH on the road Monday. And Colorado beat San Diego 9-6. to Philadelphia Eagles head coach Doug Peterson tested positive for coronavirus without symptoms. He is in self-quarantine. Justin Thomas won the golf event at Memphis by three strokes. And Brad Keselowski took the NASCAR race at New Hampshire. His third victory this season. Denny Hamlin finished second. Some fans were allowed to attend today with a sign, spread out seating. And no cash transactions for anything, no tickets for sale at the site. They were estimating 12,000 fans expected hmm. in a place that seats 75,000 back Wow. <laughs> they only put them on the front stretch. It, it looked really, really sad. But, but also in that, it was exciting to see fans at events. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part. Figuring out which way is easier. So, how long before we get baseball fans back, Arnie? What do you mean until we get them back? Aren't they back now? Aren't they excited? Right, well, what do you mean getting them no. back? Okay, I'm sorry. I I, I forgot. I got to be literal f- uh, plank here. We were just talking about fans in the stands. So maybe I should be more specific. How long do you think before we get baseball fans back in the stands? Well, not at this rate. I have to try to get through the season. I mean, how could you let the fans back in the stands when we're wondering if we can go ahead and finish up the season because of Corona? We're not going to get any fans until 
until next year. We might as well just scrap it this year. And mm. I mean, not, not scrap the the season. We'll play the season out, but scrap the idea of fans going back to the games. We're you know we're not going to have them through the playoffs or World Series, and then we'll have to hope we can have it for the following year. I disagree. I disagree. Oh, you'd be wrong. I disagree. Oh, I'm I'm not here to fight about right or wrong because yeah. I just I think fans are going to end up back at baseball sooner rather than later. You know, are they doing it with NASCAR? I mean, I, I get it. NASCAR is a much different sport, but we're also in a situation where there is ridiculous amounts of social distancing that's currently taking place in Major League Baseball. You could have fans not be allowed in that general concourse area. I, I can't even say general concourse, like the general mission area. Right. Just keep. You could put fans down the first and third base line, spread them out, give them some seats in the outfield. I, I think especially in areas of the country where the current numbers aren't as high as, say, they are in my beloved state of Oklahoma, Arnie, or Arizona, <laughs> your alma mater, places like that where it's, it's not necessarily a hotbed. I, and I don't know where those places are off the top of my head that have major league baseball teams, but I, I think there's a chance we're going to see fans sooner rather than later. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me to see a place like, like Dallas, Arlington, the Texas Rangers, where they might end up being able to get fans. Wouldn't surprise no. me a place like Houston whenever the thing, whenever we get rolling here. We have to wait until like there's absolutely no more positive reports and no that ain't more miss or wait or no more missed games for about like a month before we decide to let fans come back on in. Um, why wouldn't it happen? We're not getting a lot of positive reports with the NBA uh, and the NHL. Well, you can't Matter- compare them. They're in a bubble. I mean, it's, it's just it's impossible to compare those two, Arnie. If you say, yeah, if, if baseball players and I, I love this point that you made last night whenever you and Aaron were talking about this, uh, baseball players didn't want to. Maybe it was Aaron that brought it up, but baseball players didn't want a bubble. And, and again, that's more real life. That's more what we're going to have to live with in both the NFL and college sports if college sports happen this year. So it's just so hard for me to say, well, they're not having any problems in the NBA. Yeah, they basically put them on fight island, if you will. Right. They put them away from everyone else. So I think that's a tough comparison. But I think you're going to start seeing fans slide into games in, in Major League Baseball. I really, truly do. Yeah, do they have issues with, with teams? Sure. But the issues are with the teams not following protocol. I, the issues with the teams not following the rules. I'm just getting used to the idea that the NBA and excuse me, the NFL and college football, um, that we were going to go through an entire season of about twelve to fifteen to twenty thousand fans. So, um, baby steps. How could you have fans going back to baseball games when we're not even going to have fans really at football games for a while? I, again, I, I just think it's going to be baby steps for every sport. Baseball's going to get their feet wet here. They're going to go through this. Uh, you know, everyone with their dramatic and baseball season hangs in the balance, kind of throws to break and different things like that. Whenever, you know, you and I have sat here for months and months and months, and we basically had to say, I mean, the, the reality is there's going to be when these sports get back positive tests. That's not trying to minimize anything. Right. That's just the reality of this. And there's going to have to be, here's the term you're going to hear nonstop when we're talking about schedules, Arnie flexibility in said schedule so baseball doesn't have much flexibility in its schedule the nba not much either but i think in football and in college football you'll see quite a bit hey let me throw a couple of quick questions at you here off twitter you can always follow this show it's where i live it's where arnie lives he's at stinking genius one Ahmed plank show ralphie right since we're on the topic of major league baseball uh hey guys how confident are you about major league baseball finishing its season i know i'm really confident you not so much 
I, I, not when it was on Friday. I was a little bit nervous that they were going to shut this thing down on Monday or Tuesday or, or something to that effect. I'm like, they're canceling games at an alarming rate. I, I, one day, what was it, like five or six games were canceled. I'm like, oh, no, this, this can't continue. I feel better after today, though. So I'm back on the bandwagon thinking that we will get through the season, though. I'm with you, too. I, I don't know if I've ever really been off that bandwagon. I will say, as those numbers started to go up with the Marlins, I started to panic a little bit. There was some concern that set in. <laughs> but whenever you found out that it was, again, I'm, there's a lot of different reports out there that right. you know there may have been a strip club trip that was taken uh, that, that led to the positive uh, test. It could have we been could ask situation. Aries later on. No, no, we're no, good. No, okay, we don't okay, have to ask Gary. That made me feel because if that would have been a situation where they start contact tracing and people uh, are honest and it's like, bro, we got it from I don't know whomever came and cleaned our room, then we would have major issues. But right. thankfully, that that wasn't the case at least for now. We'll get some more of your tweets as the show rolls on. Keep them coming. Where's your confidence level at right now? Let us know. I'm at Plank Show. He's at Stinking Genius One. You can always pick up the phone and call us eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. All right, we talked a lot about the future of the sports that may be in peril how about what's going on on the field what have we learned we'll debate it next on fox sports radio everything is final in the nba devin booker 30 points lucas 40 not enough for the mavs Suns pull it off 117 115 now arnie i think the mavericks are safely in the playoffs they have a seven game lead over the grizz right. but but it probably puts him in a tough spot to chase down Oklahoma City at the sixth spot and definitely makes it tough. Three and a half back. Uh, they're three back of Oklahoma City for the six, three and a half back of the Jazz now for the five who are tied with the Rockets for the four seed. And we've got hockey. Come on, Arnie. This is where I, this is where I need your expertise. I'm watching it right now. Minnesota won nothing over Vancouver. I love, I love when we're on the air and we have something to watch while we're doing the show and um, that's just, uh, it's been so long. I can't believe I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is live, right? This is great. I love it. It's been so long and there's so much that I want to talk about and there's so much that you want to get into. And yet you always feel like it can be taken. It can be taken away from you at any second. That's the thing that scares me. I feel confident about hockey and I feel really confident about I uh, still one zip Minnesota, by the way. I feel really confident about the NBA, but w- with baseball and even with football, it's like, oh, man, is this is this going to be able to sustain? Because, I mean, Arnie, think about this. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, ideal in Central Time. That's God's time zone. Tomorrow morning, hockey coverage starts at 11 a.m. with the Rangers and the Hurricanes. You have games all the way through 9:30 tomorrow night and this by the way went for today as well monday tomorrow or i guess what uh, approaching today on the east coast tomorrow toronto and miami play at twelve thirty central time and then your late game is the lakers and the jazz and then you know i mean major league baseball has games starting at five o'clock tomorrow but we essentially have games from noon until midnight the entire week. It's not just Monday. It's Tuesday. It's Wednesday. It's Thursday. I mean, it, does it? It's almost too much. It's sensory overload. I absolutely love it. Love it's it. March Madness all week long, and next week and the following week. It's a little too much. I mean, we love March Madness when we start watching games at noon Eastern, but that's the Thursday and Friday. Now we get that all week long and plenty of more weeks to come too. Jeez. Yeah, it's going to be nonstop. So with that in mind. 
with that in mind, Arnie, let's just real quick kind of uh, play a little pepper here. Let's start with baseball. Get it, pepper, baseball. Uh, I got it. Any team, any player outside of maybe an Aaron Judge that's really caught your eye? I know you've got your Yankees-Dodgers season projected ahead, but Mookie's looked good in Dodger blue. We've expected the Red Sox to struggle with their pitching. No, has it been? The Yankees have looked great. Anything that's really caught your eye in Major League Baseball? Well, just a slight things. Orioles, I know it's just early, obviously, but they're off to a good start considering um, some people thought they were just going to be in last place again. The Red Sox are just hideous. Um, I mean, they're down on, I was going to say they're probably the worst team in baseball, except um, my New York Mets are just as bad as them. It is just horrible um, how bad my Mets are all over again. It, it just absolutely kills me. And I'm kind of surprised how good the National League West is. Rockies, Dodgers, Padres, Giants. Um, all, everybody uh, 500 or above. That's going to be a great race uh, um, when it gets to, to push and shove toward the end of the season. So um, I'm kind of surprised about that. Cubs are off to a good start, but um, my Mets, 3-7. and seven. By the way, what are we going to do about the Phillies at 1-2? and two? Are they, are they going to play again, <laughs> or are we just going to leave them there? I, I, and the Marlins are 2-1. and one. I don't know. That's a great question. The thing that, the thing that stinks for the Phillies is people say, oh, all these positive tests, they got to shut things down. The Phillies, it's it's been a result of other teams' positive tests. Right. And I know that they had a, what a, a clubhouse manager and someone else that had tested positive, but they've got to be they've got to be looking at this right now and saying, "Oh man, uh, we, th- this isn't really anything that we've done." A Blue Jays had a couple of games that were canceled, so Lots they didn't get to play. Headers coming up. Yeah, I, so I guess that's the positive side of this. Uh, how you you know you mentioned. Uh, a, a team, some teams in the National League West that have surprised you, and I know we're only through eight, nine games, and in some teams' cases, three. But let me stick with a team that's uh, kind of surprised me. And honestly, I got to break out the schedule or the standing, not standings. What I'm saying, the roster every time they play, just to know who's on their team. The Orioles are five and three. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to dig back to see when the last time the Orioles had a winning record this late into the season. Get it? But Luke Powell I, was playing. I think Luke Powell was playing. Cal Ripken was at short. <laughs> Billy Ripken was the second baseman. But they've been they've been a nice surprise so far this season. I think to see the way the Cubs have played. If the Cubs didn't, have, if we played seven inning games like had been talked about for a while, Arnie, the Cubs would be unstoppable right now. But the schedule is a good one. Uh, the rest of the way, we got uh, we've got what do we have? The Dodgers and the Padres starting tomorrow. That's going to be a fun series. Rockies getting a chance against the Giants, who has kind of struggled out of the gate. And then, you know, maybe we'll finally get to see what the Phillies have whenever they take on the New York Yankees tomorrow. But so, hey, so far, I don't mind the presentation. Virtual fans are a little bit odd, but they're just trying to find ways to make it seem a little bit normal whenever we're watching Major League Baseball. All right. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's funny. Arnie is suddenly talking about his Dodgers and his Lakers, (laughs) but his real team has a major issue with a big time no show. We'll talk about it next on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Uh, let's go into hour two. Stinking genius. Arnie let's and Plank. Let's go. Let's go. Just making my picks right now. I feel good. I feel good. Oh, you do? Oh, I do. What's, uh, what's got you feeling good? My Lakers. Please stop. My Lakers. I just, I mean, I can't even begin to tell you how concerning it is whenever I hear you say. You, you really want to know what makes Lakers. me feel good right off the bat? That Go the ahead. last game of the night is at 9 o'clock Eastern. So I, I don't have to wait till 1045 for tip-off. I actually get to watch a full game now without going to bed at some ungodly hour. So that's what I love, that it's 9 o'clock Eastern. should be like that. There should be a law that says no NBA game can start after 9 o'clock Eastern. A law? What about the people on the West Coast? Well, forget you. It's all about East Coast viewership. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure no one cares about L.A. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Free rate quote, Arnie. All right, so interesting morning because I don't think I've ever seen a team send out a press release that basically said they couldn't find one of their players. Now, We've seen in post-game conversations where maybe they talk to a manager or a coach or a general manager, like, yeah, we, we didn't know what was going on. And, you know, thankfully we, we found him and everything's okay. And he was just, I don't know, he was uh, at home, whatever. I couldn't get in touch with him. He was with his wife or whatever. 
Arnie, I don't think I've ever seen a team have to send out a statement like the Mets seem to send out today. It was like, oh, we don't know where he is. Now, I got to be honest with you. At first, I thought, seems odd if you can't find him to send out a statement. I mean, they must have known that he was okay and safe, but Yon assessment is going MIA this morning and having the press release be the way that we kind of heard the news that he was missing. That was about as odd of a start to a day as I think I've had in a long time. What the hell is going on with him? You know what's crazy about the whole thing is that, that was up for like a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, b- before they said, okay, yeah, we, you know, he's safe. Um, you think somebody would have said, hey, let's get a hold of this guy. Everybody's kind of kind of worried about him. Um, he didn't opt out. He quit. That's that's what he did. I, I'm Whoa. still not sure exactly what happened. Um, his agent was supposed to tell the team or something like that. Is that the way it was going down? And I get there I guess was so. some some confusion there. I don't know how you could ha- have some confusion. I mean, unless you, what? What are you leaving a message? Hey, this is Bob. Um, 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 Sesmus's agent. Um, oh, oh, by the way, he's not coming back. Thank you. Um, give me a call sometime. And th- that's what you do. I I don't understand the whole thing. Well, I, I will say it was it was confusing to me. Uh, because when the story first broke, it was, hey, the Mets don't know where he is. Uh, As of game time, he didn't report to the ballpark, didn't reach out to management, yada, yada, yada. Ken Rosenthal, I think, then a a couple minutes later said, oh, just the Mets have no reason to believe that his safety is at risk. Well, then I just couldn't find them. Why wouldn't you have uh, believe that his safety was at risk? I I, I guess so, but I started, started digging and I realized... What happened to this dude? I mean, I, I I don't know if we need to do a show that's the retrospective of the career of Giannis Cespedes, but holy smokes, Arnie. I mean, this was a guy out of the gates that we thought might be one of the next great outfielders in Major League Baseball, a Cuban defector, uh, talking about his rifle arm with the A's and kind of the way things started. He was what? He was with the Red Sox for a cup of coffee. He spent a time with Detroit. And they got that massive deal once he uh, was moved to the to the Mets. And then I, it's just he went from being a guy that was a two-time All-Star. I mean, he was an All-Star as recently as 16. Uh, he was a, a, a Gold Glove Award winner. And then just as absolutely from a production perspective, he has fallen off the map. And this dude made, has made, what, $150 million as a baseball player. What the hell has happened to him? I mean, I, it's guess, just, uh, I guess he can't stay healthy. Yeah. $150 million uh, doesn't really buy you much anymore, I guess, huh? Is that, <laughs> that is unbelievable. And the attitude. Um, yeah, obviously, he didn't even come close to expectations. I'm so disappointed. But how do you go out like that and, and, and you know, not communicate something to that effect? It's, the whole thing just stinks. I, I don't know if this would have happened had the Mets started off 5-2 and two or 6-1 and one or something like that. Well, you, again, I keep going back to last night, and you, you asked the question about Mike Trout, and we can maybe dive into this a little bit later on. But is there going to be a drop-dead date where baseball says, hey, you can't opt out after this point in the season? Uh, I, I mean, because it just – it seems in the case of Cespedes that this was very much, I'm, uh, I got $100 million in the bank. I mean, he, he went over 4 in his debut. <laughs> see, he went over 4 on Saturday. He hadn't hit the ball all that well. He had five hits and 27 at-bats so far this year. I mean, he was playing a lot, but he was only hitting, what, a buck 85. Right. 
I mean, what what's the deal here? Because this is this is a guy that, again, as we said, has not met expectations recently. But Arnie, that's a big time investment on this roster for the New York Mets, and he just walks away without telling anyone. This, this, that, this is still a responsibility that you have to your teammates and to an organization, and you just tap out and then you claim, "Oh, I thought my agent was going to take care of it." No, no, that's a call you make to your manager, isn't and you it? Know what's, he's not even getting crushed over it because. Everybody's still, you know, getting used to having NBA back, baseball back, NHL, still talking about the virus, what's going on in the NFL, college football. Every 10 minutes, there's new news coming out on subconference. Um, it, it makes it hard to even concentrate on what that it's small potatoes. What he did, nobody, nobody remembered it like 10 minutes after it came out. You know, it, he had a really nice 2016 season. He had 31 home runs, 86 RBIs. Woo. I mean, he was big time. Didn't play in 132 games, but I mean, I don't think he played in 132 games. games from then on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did. I think he came up well short of it. So, just a disappointing story. And you know, it, it, you 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 are very hesitant. I think you hit it on the head, Arnie. We're hesitant to say anything because, again, we're at a time where we're embracing that sports are back, and we're celebrating the return, and we appreciate guys putting themselves at risk and, and, and going through this. They have incredible care being taken, constant testing. So you're, you stop for a moment like you're appreciative of guys doing this. You don't want to question anyone to opt out. Right. But after this number of games, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I just feel like there's more to this story in some way, shape, or form. Isn't I, there? At first, I thought maybe he had come down with something or maybe True. he con- got in contact with somebody who had it and uh, the message was lost. He went to quarantine himself away from everybody. So I wasn't sure exactly how this thing was going to begin. I, I was hoping it wasn't going to turn out where they found out he was in harm's way. So thank goodness it didn't end like that, Chris. Yeah, no, amen. We got a lot of things to get to on the show tonight, but uh, if you would like to respond to Cespedes going MIA, I know Arnie would love to hear from you on oh, Twitter. Sure, yes. At Stinking Genius One. If we and of were, course, if we're any good this year, I'd be upset, but we're no good, so what difference does it make? <laughs> UCLA Dodger Frank writes, it would be hilarious if the Mets filled the void left by Cespedes by bringing in Yasiel Puig. Oh, they already filled the void. Yeah, done. They already filled the void because they didn't know that Cespedes was MIA. They didn't know where he was, but they still went out and got who? Billy Crawford in a trade before. But they didn't know anything about where he was or what was going on with him. But, yeah, yeah, we still made a deal for another outfielder. Just that seemed to be odd about this whole thing. But. Yeah, tapping out, you know, to Cespedes, done for the season, opting out. Do you think – now, I I don't think Cespedes starts a trend, but you had brought up Mike Trout. Things don't go well. Does he say, uh, you know, is this really worth grinding through? Arnie, over the next couple of weeks, if you see teams struggle, if you see hitters struggle, do you think we'll see a wave? Or And, and you know what, let me, let me go ahead and, and be incredibly – understanding of where we are right now and say maybe guys get concerned over breakouts in Miami and breakouts with the Cardinals and say my family's health just isn't worth it do you think we'll see a wave of guys that will start opting out of course we'll see a wave of that I mean my goodness if you play for the Patriots I'm still waiting how many is up there now like eight of them or something like that you you'll see the wave when teams start playing bad um, get like five, 10 games, 12 games out of first place. It uh, doesn't look like they'll make a run at things, so um, they'll start opting out. Could you imagine if our boss, Scott Shapiro, called up and said, so, Arnie, I heard you, uh, you only did half the show at Plank. Yeah, I opted out halfway through. I just, uh, yeah, I just, I was like cesspitous. I 
I didn't want to do the whole show. Oh, yeah. You didn't want to do the whole show, do you? I mean, God, my goodness, we'd be fired on the spot if we pulled baloney like that. But if he had said, Arnie, we want you to go do a remote at a senior citizen's living facility. <laughs> I'm sorry. I learned that from you a couple of weeks ago. And you might say no. Then we could debate that it might be a different situation. I, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. We're not going to make sense of this until Cespedes decides to talk or the Mets decide to talk. Obviously, something went wrong there. I mean, this dude, this is the same guy that had a back injury and then they caught him playing golf. So obviously, he's on, <laughs> he, he's on a different level than the rest of us, but still one of the more interesting sidebars to this restart from Major League Baseball. We'll have Todd Furman coming up here in moments to give us a little bit of perspective on now. <laughs> I, I can't even say what this does for the Mets' odds with a straight face. And I really Furman back to, to work. Huh? How about that for the first time in a long time? Well, oh, with the uh, not just with the odds, but I saw the uh, I saw FS1s lock it in. Yeah. on nonstop. So he's a, he's a busy man right now. Uh, by the way, uh, at Maller Prop writes regarding Jonas, ask Yasiel Puig regarding Cuban baseball players with off the chart potential. Ah, but Puig's had a. I don't know. Puig and Cespedes have similar careers, right? Bounced around to a few teams, boatload of potential and opportunities. That's that's somewhat of a fair comparison, but I think it's more taking a shot at him than anything else. Isn't I it? like it. A matter of fact, I I thought Puig was going to be like something really, really special. Even after he left the Dodgers, I, th- I still thought there was going to be hope for him, and uh, it's been nothing but disappointment since then. And I know you dig any time that someone says nice things about you. So uh, authentic Allen, who has yes. got a, who has one of the more fascinating Twitter feeds. Okay, I wouldn't. I would encourage you to take a couple of minutes and just scroll through at Allen Authentic's Twitter feed, which has been active for check my notes here two days. Oh, right. which so leads, he just he came up with it just to insult you. Uh, well, me and apparently Clay Travis oh, and okay. uh, Ben Maller. I love this guy. I mean, this is a fact. It might be your burner account is kind okay. of what I'm thinking more than anything else. Uh, you're authentic right. Authentic Arnie, Arnie. Oh, no, Alan. I'm sorry. Uh, authentic. Uh, yeah, you just <laughs> went with Alan with two L's. Uh, Arnie is correct. Plank sounds like bad Baghdad Bob Clay Travis, which is an incredible, <laughs> an incredible reference. Nothing to see here. Just multiple players on a couple of teams getting infected. MLB are fools. They should have told the Major League Baseball Union to stick it. This is about the safety of your sport. Blank probably hates Fauci. Wow. Them's fighting <laughs> words. Wow. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure things would have gone well if Major League Baseball would have told its union to stick it. I'm sure that would have gone over well. I'm just here to tell you right now, you follow protocols you're going to be in a much better position than if you, I don't know, hit up a bar, go to a strip club. What they what they say the Marlins did, had a night out as well on the town. So yeah, I nothing just, wrong with that, right? Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with that in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, I'll see I'll see friends of mine. We're getting ready for college football. I see people that work around the team, and they're, sh- they're taking pictures of themselves at bars. I'm like, what are you people doing? Do, do you want to work or not? I'm not someone that's going to live in fear, but I'm also someone that's going to be smart and respected. So you can call me whatever you want. Just don't be an idiot. 
Don't be a moron. Follow the protocols that are laid out. Those that now other Major League Baseball players are saying, Arnie, we're going to follow closer. And I think we've got a chance not only to finish the season, but to finish the season with fans in the stands sooner rather than later in Major League Baseball. Now, I lay all that out, and they'll come out and probably cancel the season tomorrow, knowing my love. <laughs> with the way things have gone so far in 2020, that's exactly how I believe. But you're you're a little bit more uh, eyes open as far as you're concerned right now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm- terrified of college football now that's where my focus oh is. me too I, I don't know i i don't i could have the schedule in front of me in the pac-12 and still not understand uh, is the first game the first game or can the first game be could moved be to the 12th game and move could it be. to the end there um <laughs> who's who's saying who gets to play what ucla and usc um they're not going to be ready to play at all that <laughs> throwing stanford and cal and I don't know what the hell's going to happen to the Pac-12. Well, how about this? When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we'll do our best to make sense of it as we head to Vegas. Vegas, baby. Todd Furman is next on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Todd Furman coming up here in seconds. First, we're brought to you tonight in part by Blue, Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. It works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist-recommended odor-free pain relief for muscle pain, backache, strains, sprains, and even arthritis. There is no stinging or burning involved. It's simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast and you won't stink. Let me... Let me make a correction real quick. I don't know who Billy Crawford is, but Billy Hamilton is the guy that the Mets I was about to jump in there, and I'm like, it was Hamilton, but I I forgot to do it. You didn't know, so thanks. No, I did know, Um, actually, on that one. You're like the caddy in Happy Gilmore whenever you let me stand in front of Kevin Nealon while he tried to drive. Todd Furman (laughs) joins us right now on Fox Sports Radio. You see Todd on Lock It In. and Yeah, Arnie hit it on the head, Todd. Busy week, fun week. What was it like to kind of wet the beak again and have tons of action? to go over you know finally felt normal to be quite honest with you had so much nba stuff starting on thursday carrying all the way in through the weekend plenty of nhl hockey a smattering of major league baseball and then of course you had great golf with justin thomas pulling a win out at the wgc and a nascar finish it was a little anticlimactic but it finally felt like a summer sports weekend just not one that we've grown accustomed to getting in august it felt like one you'd get in may or even april Any trends uh, happening in any of the leagues in this short period of time that you jumped on or what? Nothing crazy. I think people overreacted uh, to the NBA that second night when you had all of those high-scoring games. I believe it was the highest-scoring night in NBA history in terms of average points per game when you had at least five games. But as we know in the gambling industry, oddsmakers aren't stupid. They're not going to continue to hang low totals and allow people to go blindly over the number. So you saw inflated price tags in today's games, and ultimately the Bucks and Rockets had a total that closed at 244. You score 236. That's not cash in a ticket. And a similar scenario unfolding in Dallas and Phoenix with that over under at 235 where it closed at Fox Bet and 232 on the final. So for those that think there's going to be a lot more scoring, that's great. But when you have to go over such massive numbers, you need a lot to go right to be able to walk to the window and cash a ticket. And then on the other side of things, are you uh, one of those believers that the pitching's kind of ahead of, ahead of the hitting right now in Major League Baseball? I think to a certain extent, but anytime you try and make, unfortunately, some of those blanket generalizations, you inevitably have games that blow up like anything involving the Yankees and the Red Sox (laughs) pitching staff these days, uh, or a handful of others, and plus you do begin to sweat anytime you have an under. As soon as it goes to extra innings, you can more or less pencil in at least two runs to put those games over. Uh, But I think when you look at certain teams, there's definitely starting pitchers that you can trust a little bit more than others. Uh, I've seen bullpens be a little bit more erratic in the restart than even what we've grown accustomed to over the last few years. And I think part of that is because guys that come in and typically pitch the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning take so much energy from the fans and they just don't have that. So they have to rile themselves up in the bullpen and use the emotion of the moment internally to go out there and hit the radar gun at triple figures. Todd, what kind of odds can I get that the Mets don't win another game this year? Uh, you tell me what number you want, and I'll be able to offer it to you. But the way they're, they're playing right me. now, yeah. it's not exactly a ringing endorsement. Uh, but Jonas Cespedes, four-year Ooh. deal, played less than 120 baseball games and collected $127 million. So wow. not bad for him in terms of games actually worked. But tomorrow, Arnie, if the Mets have any chance of ending DeGrom. this five-game losing streak, exactly. Jacob deGrom, uh, right now about a dollar twenty favorite against Mike Soroka. But the Braves are white hot, the Mets are ice cold, and go figure, they've been playing against 
against each other over the last couple of games. <laughs> Todd Furman is our guest. If you're not following Todd on Twitter, you're doing it wrong. Todd, uh, just from a fan's perspective, taking just the spreads, and I don't know if you can even watch a game, it's just truly a fan. What about the optics? What about the aesthetics of it? Do you think baseball and the NBA, are they doing a good job in trying to make it fan-friendly, make it more interactive, or has it just been a tough watch for you? Well, I think there's some things that, you know, we'll start with the NBA and NHL. They have bubble environments, so it's a little bit different than what you're asking 32 Major League Baseball teams to try and accomplish. I think the NBA has done a tremendous job with their video wall, creating smaller, intimate atmospheres that feel a lot more like an AAU tournament or even some of those mid-major college basketball programs. And it's good to see that, knowing how much the NBA had to spend on being able to execute some of these ideas. The NHL, on the other hand, I think they've made both venues look very similar, which I like with the blue tarps. I do think they can use some of the empty seats to maybe flash some of those advanced stats and analytics and find other unique ways to integrate components into the telecast. Major League Baseball, I have no idea what's going on there in terms of why they haven't sold tarps like you saw in European domestic soccer for advertising inventory and everything else. So to look out there and see the optics of empty seats, a little bit head-scratching to me, knowing all of these owners have cried poverty, and you think they do everything they could to try and make a few extra dollars. Uh, first of all, Todd, what about college football? What anything you're waiting on the jump on there? Because I'm I'm more confused as hell. I don't even know what to do if I'm going to touch college football futures or anything like that. Right now, I'm waiting to even finish my college football prep. I'm through about two and a half conferences, and I'll typically go through you know, all the leagues early on in April and May. This year, a little bit different. I did a very uh, high-level cursory glance to try and go through with my initial thoughts. Typically, I'll go through the Power Five conferences again with a much deeper dive. And I'm through about two and a half leagues now, guys. And honestly, hey, if they end up playing, I'll go through a cram session leading up to it. But I can't rightfully look myself in the mirror and allocate time knowing that these things change by the day we're not sure when these leagues are going to start what teams are out there i'd love to be optimistic about it but i think when you're talking about college football that remains the biggest long shot to go off without a hitch where i'm much more optimistic that the nfl will find a way one way or another to get their season started on time i think what confuses me todd is why we're waiting so long to get the season started. I mean, I I get it. They want to make sure they have all their safety protocols in place. And we talked last week about pushing games up. But, I mean, we're looking three weeks into September before the SEC is even going to start games. I mean, I don't don't know. Am I crazy? That, That doesn't give them much buffer if they do have a team that has a lot of positive tests. Why are they waiting so long? I think it's as much to get their protocols in place, honestly. I mean, Chris, you're around college football a lot more than I am, and you just never get the feeling that they can all pull in the same direction. You'd like to think that the ACC was talking to the Big 12, was talking to the Pac-12, and all these various leagues, knowing they have deep pockets and a lot of the power programs, could collaborate on what they think will work. Because, yes, college football is a regional sport, and you have political bias that are going to factor in in the SEC that are going to be very different for some of the California schools. But player safety needs to be first and foremost above all else. I think by pushing it back, it buys them some time, hoping that they can implement various strategies. But we've already seen for a couple of the leagues that conference championship games will be pushed to mid to late December. And I think that may give them the buffer on the back end, more so during the course of the season, if they can institute a bye week here or there, or if you do have an outbreak on a particular team, being able to quarantine one or two of them and letting them make up a game later because obviously it's much more difficult to make up a college football game later than it is a seven-inning doubleheader like we're seeing in Major League Baseball. All right, Todd, I, I've got a system going right now. <laughs> I, I th- you're going to like this system. I think you're going to just love it. Um, don't I have to bet every 
Pac-12 opening game um, and then hope some of the games get changed to the end of the year and then see what the lines change to to see if I can middle it? <laughs> what, uh, Arnie, you're, you're absurd. Uh, you don't like that? I, that's uh, genius. Arnie, yes. Arnie yes. you leave out there's one fatal flaw to this plan that what? you've what? laid out so eloquently here. Thank you. You don't know which side to bet in the game to be able to middle it. That would require you actually doing homework and trying to figure <laughs> out which teams are going to be better at the end of the year or worse than at the beginning. I mean, if you want to bet Arizona every single game hoping that Kevin Sumlin finally is able to turn things around in Tucson, <laughs> you knock yourself out in doing so, but I'm just not sure that is the best long-term investment uh, strategy and your wife may need to talk you off the ledge if you're thinking about <laughs> liquidating your 401k and any other retirement assets uh, you have I working thought it for was you. a good idea it sounded good to me I don't know. <laughs> okay so i'm curious between baseball the nba nhl heck even a little ufc on saturday night where's the action been where has it been hot and heavy have you seen more people showing interest in the nhl todd have you heard more people asking you questions about baseball than you've had before where have you seen maybe the biggest increase in sports as they've returned from a gambling perspective it's not even close chris and it's the nba i mean wow. the nba has all this star power uh, some of the books out there reporting that they had record-breaking numbers on thursday with the restart with the lakers against the clippers and the jazz and the star power that the pelicans bring in Zion Williamson. That's the league that resonates more with the casual fan than anything else. Uh, I, of course, am a big-time hockey fan. I follow it, you know, I have for years, ever since I played, you know, throughout college and as a teenager. But from a betting standpoint, it's a little harder to navigate for the casual fan that just doesn't understand the puck line, the money line, and some of the implications there. And it's one of the areas that by baseball has always struggled to get into the mainstream. I think it's much more accessible for people that go, I understand what a five, five-and-a-half point, point spread is, and that well, that's why I want to bet the NBA, I want to bet the NFL, college football, etc. Whereas baseball and the NHL, along with other money line sports, are always going to pick up the rear. Beautiful. Always good stuff, Todd. Oh, uh, by the way, did you finally get your TV service taken care yeah, of? Yeah, what the happened there? I did. I had Direct right. TV finally come out. You know what's funny about that? They had to call a regional rep who handles <laughs> things for Southern California, Nevada, and Phoenix. Uh, to ultimately get the house wired the way it needed to be. Nice. I have to give DirecTV credit because I wanted I took shots at them on social, uh, but their social media team has been extremely helpful in terms of making sure that the order is basically handled the way it needs to be, have a couple extra boxes coming. So uh, I figure sometime by 2021 we have all the sports going in full. I'll be able to watch the games the way I ultimately envision the new Man Cave layout. All right, buddy. Have a great week, Todd. We appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Todd. Always a pleasure, Jen. Stay safe out there. Todd Furman, Vegas Insider, FS1's locking in at Todd Furman on Twitter. I, I let time get away from me there. I just thought we'd keep talking to him. My bad, like, Arnie. Hey, you got to start wrapping yeah, this up. Sorry. Let's go. My bad. I was all fired up. Steve DeSager's got me even more fired up because not only do we have games still going on, but I understand in the studio, Steve, you guys are watching roller derby. Let's go. The roller games from 1990. Well, got to give me some of that. You guys, plural. I don't know if that applies, but yes, <laughs> I did notice it is on the TV in the other room. Uh, there is game, one, baby. game singular going on. It's uh, Minnesota Wild up 2-0 after 2 against Vancouver. These are openers of best-of-five playoff series as hockey restarted yesterday. Playoff wins in game ones for Arizona and Columbus as well. Meanwhile, the top four teams in each conference are playing a three-game round robin. And Colorado and Philadelphia got wins there. But let's talk NBA. Uh, guys, Shaquille O'Neal's 2000 season when he was in NBA MVP, Phil Jackson's first year coaching the Lakers. That was the most dominant season I think I've seen from a big man in my life. And I looked it up. He had 18 
games where uh, he had 30 points, 15 rebounds in a game, 18 different times. Giannis has done that 19 times so far this year, including tonight. 36 points, 18 rebounds, and 8 assists. And tonight's game does not count for MVP voting, of course. The votes are already in. But Giannis had a key turnover late in the game, down by one, and Milwaukee lost to Houston, 120-116. to The Rockets from three-point range, 21 of 61. Phoenix won the late game over Dallas, 117-115. Devin Booker with 30 points. Orlando ripped Sacramento. Jonathan Isaac of the Magic left in a wheelchair with a knee injury. Boston and Brooklyn each won. San Antonio beat Memphis 108-106 on two free throws with a second to play by DeMar DeRozan. John Morant of the Grizzlies, 25 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Miami's Jimmy Butler missed practice today with what was called an excused absence. Uh, I believe one of his teammates used the word quarantine, not seeing him in practice. (laughs) Apparently, that does not strictly apply. Major League Baseball tonight in New York. The Yankees beat Boston 9-7 as Aaron Judge hit two homers, a three-run shot early, so he's homered in five straight games, had a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth for the win, and that was estimated to go 468 feet. So Aaron Judge has six homers total this season, five of which have given his team the lead. Wow. He is the first player in Major League history to, in his club's first eight games of the season, already have five go-ahead home runs. The Cubs in 11 innings beat Pittsburgh 2-1. Pirates are 2-7. The Cubs have a 7-2 record. And by the way, I saw MLB Network's John Heyman tweeted out this weekend, the Cubs are the only team yet to have a positive test for the virus. Even in preseason, even when people were arriving, amazingly. Javier Baez had the game-winning single in the 11th. And until that at bat, the Cubs were 3 for 34 today, and they still won that game. It's that good a start for the Cubbies. And for the Minnesota Twins, 7-2. and two. They beat Cleveland 3-1. to one. The Indians' offense today was 2 for 29 with 10 strikeouts. Yesterday, Cleveland was 2 for 29 with 11 strikeouts against the same team. Houston beat the Angels in 11 innings, 6-5. to five. Pitcher Shohei Otani was pulled in the second inning. He had walked five batters. He'll have an MRI on his arm. The Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw beat Arizona. 3-0. Doubleheader sweep for Cincinnati at Detroit after their rainout yesterday. White Sox won their fourth straight. Atlanta won their fifth in a row. NASCAR win at New Hampshire for Brad Keselowski. Golf victory at Memphis for Justin Thomas. And Philadelphia Eagles head coach Doug Peterson tested positive for coronavirus without symptoms. He's in self-quarantine. The Jets released guard Brian Winters clearing over 7 mil in cap space. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it is easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Let me pose a question to you here, Arnie, based on what Todd Furman said. What is a bigger story to you? The fact that apparently we had record-breaking numbers at the sports book involving the NBA or that maybe the ratings, the TV ratings, weren't weren't necessarily where we thought they were going to be after opening night. Which one is the bigger story to you? Record breaking numbers. The biggest, well, the TV? second one's the biggest story, the TV ratings, because you know when we saw that first Nationals Yankees game when it came back on that Thursday night, it was like uh, four million or something like that, uh, up two hundred and sixty-five percent. I thought everything was going to go through the roof. NBA, baseball, hockey um, didn't make a difference. What game? What teams? That it was going to continue for not days but weeks. We were going to have monster ratings, and then I see something where the ratings weren't very good at all. I was completely shocked when I saw that. I think that's a little bit 
misleading to a certain extent, uh, but I don't think it's wrong. I think you had a bevy of games, so that kind of made it a little bit watered down. Right. Uh, but still, you're looking at 2.1 million viewers but uh, for the Pelicans opener against the Jazz. But, Arnie, you stop and you pause, and you're like, hey, 2.1, that sounds good. Right. That's 400,000 fewer than the average audience of a TNT game during the lockout season. Now, that's a deep comparison, but if you go back to the lockout season, that's where it was. Uh, 3.352 million for the Lakers and Clippers, which is a nice number, but still not necessarily where you thought it was going to be. But in that, there's been some incredible numbers on the regional sports networks. The regional sport networks were up 31% in viewership over the Major League Baseball's opening weekend compared to the previous season. And to Sager through July 29th, ratings across 25 markets were up 18% for baseball. So baseball's having a nice little run with its regional networks. So it's not just the $4 million they got for the first game back, which as Arnie mentioned, that was the rain delay game of the Yankees and Nationals that still got 4 million viewers. The local stuff has been getting good numbers. And the Lakers game against the Clippers, no it wasn't the number they got on, say, opening night this year on TNT with Lakers Clippers. But still, as we mentioned on last night's show, it was a great rating for adults age 18 to 49, which advertisers love. It was maybe not blow it out of the park like we saw with other sports. I mean, NASCAR got $6 million when it returned Oof. this year, for crying out loud. But uh, it's still, by NBA regular season standards, it's still pretty good. I will say the NHL debuted last night and had primetime NBC and a playoff game at that and only got $1.5 million. So that yeah. was down almost 10% from their first prime time game of last year's playoffs you know chris somebody uh, tweeted and asked us maybe because fans have um got used to not having sports around the last what four to five months that we've kind of just made do without it maybe we're not going to rush back to it um like everybody thought we were going to do or or two I'll, I'll give you this thought maybe we know it's not the playoffs yet so you go back and you watch like ah good the nba is back Call me in eight games. You know, call me in in two weeks. This whenever even the playoffs had a start. good start time for Arnie. This was nine yeah. p.m. Eastern, ten right. forty-five. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, God bless the NHL playing from noon until midnight. It's two zip Minnesota uh, as we've started the third period over Vancouver. It's That's hockey. Awesome. It's hockey season, baby. And I had one more. I had one more tweet on this that I wanted to get to real quick. Ralphie writes, what are your overall likes and dislikes, speaking of the NBA, of the NBA bubble? I just like that they're trying to do everything they can to get the season in, and it kind of gives you a little bit of almost, I don't know, an AAU feel with with the way guys are hanging out away from the court. Arnie, what stood out to you? Uh, what I like about it, I, I love the times. I like the whole day thing. I like the games no later than 9 o'clock. I, they've made it fan-friendly to watch. I haven't really missed the fans. I like the sneaker noise, the crowd noise that they pipe on in. So I really don't have any negative stuff on Me what neither. the NBA's done. I think they've done a great job. One small go- negative, you're right, there have been so many good things. One small negative is what happened to March Madness as well, is they got every court and every arena to look exactly the same. And therefore, if the March Madness game was in Miami or Los Angeles, you really couldn't tell the difference. They have three different gyms they're using, two different ones for TV, and you can't tell the difference. But on the positive side, they do really make it your 
home game in the look of it. And they use some of the sounds from your home speakers, so to speak. Stuff that you would play in your home arena gets played when you're the home team. And that's is that superimposed the uh, like that where it says Celtics and stuff like that? Or yeah, I can't imagine they're ripping stickers off the court between <laughs> games. <laughs> that would wow, be fantastic if they were. You. Well, look put it this you. way: the Major League Soccer tournament is next door, outside, and they've had sponsors at the you know inside the circle at midfield being superimposed there. And in fact, they have one big blue wall on the other side of the sideline for the soccer, and they can just put up any advertisers they want, uh, you know, like wow. a green screen, like like your weatherman on your local <laughs> channel. I like it. I like. I've enjoyed it, man. I, th- I think every sport has gone above and beyond to try to make it as fan friendly and as normal as possible. And even with the NBA goofy virtual cams, where you look and you just see some dude staring at his camera in the background as a fan. <laughs> whether will they catch Paul Pierce falling asleep yes. today? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the worst just... was the uh, with the women's soccer had a month long tournament in Utah, and so they would go to the Zoom of all these squares of their fans watching, but some of them were on delay, and they looked Uh-oh. like the most bored people in the world. The whole point of having this was to have excited fans. So some people were playing along and some people nothing had happened. The goal hadn't been scored yet. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we've gotten more on TV numbers, more from DeSager. And, you know, one thing There's been one big winner, I think, so far in Major League Baseball from a media side. And we'll talk about it next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Bobo on the wheels of steel. Lead a lap. Producer extraordinaire Steve DeSager joins us for this segment. What's going on, Steve? A busy night with highlights everywhere. Yeah, there's plenty this weekend. It's, uh, I mean, it's not college football type of NFL college football weekend that we usually get, and I don't know if we're going to get that much this year. We'll see, Hmm. but... Yeah, boy, it really came upon us. It's great. Uh, one other ratings note, I looked up the general TV ratings for last night. Saturday is usually the worst for primetime TV ratings, but it was uh, NBC with the hockey playoffs, 1.5 million viewers, Fox MLB, 2 million, and Funniest Home Videos repeat, 2.5 million. So, oh, geez, people <laughs> love those videos. Damn. I will say it's still the fake crowd noise on the Fox National Baseball broadcast is the best I've heard, that it actually matches the game and somebody's really done their homework. And it's not just the same guy, you know, turning up the volume, you know, if you know what I mean, when something happens. We need some happens. curse words is what we need. In well, there. you know, it's almost too good because I kind of would like to hear uh, if this is the opportunity we get, the one year that we could hear some of the stuff going on on the field. But you Have know, somebody give the finger, too. It's a small, well, that happens on this show. Uh, <laughs> as far as the college football, we mentioned the Pac-12's conference-only football schedule is going to start in late September. Last night, we mentioned it's Arizona, Arizona State on opening day. September 26th. They've also scheduled USC-UCLA as an opener. And then the USC athletic director said by the end of that night, well, we can't even block and tackle at practice yet. So (laughs) you can say that on the 17th, camps are due to begin. Are we going to be practicing and be able to play by September 26th? So, And then there is, and it became official today, the group of Pac-12 football players threatening to sit out camp or more until they can have negotiations with the conference about health, about social justice, other things. And now this news from regarding we are united. That's the hashtag. There was a Washington State football reporter who tweeted today. He has been told he got off the phone with the father of a Washington State wide receiver, Cassidy Woods, who said Cassidy was told to clean out his locker tomorrow. 
that Woods is technically still on scholarship, but was, was released from the team yesterday, according to the DAG, because he had been in on one of the players with the We Are United graphics sharing it and trying to spread the news on this. And the reporter was told multiple other Washington State players who shared the We Are United have been released from the team as well. They denied that, though, DeSager. This is straight from the parents yeah. of the kids who are right. told to clean out their locker right. tomorrow. Washington, they said they didn't let go all the kids that stood for that, though. So here's what happened. Yeah, They, they told him that they need to not be involved in practice or anything because they were opting out for the season. So if you're not going to play because of COVID-19 or your concerns about the spread of the coronavirus, you're not practicing. You're not right. going to be in the locker room. You're not going to be around it. So Nicole Arbach, a couple of other uh, college football reporters have said that that seems to be the case and maybe there's a misunderstanding there. And if that's the case, that's on their coach and their AD to kind of get it straightened out. But And it's a have, new coach. This is like yeah, his Nick first Rolovich. thing nationally yeah. from Hawaii. Nick Rolovich is the Washington State coach. But the thing was, it's today, not tomorrow, mm-hmm. that the Players' Tribune published this that's from right. the Pac-12 players. And again, this is... This is a little odd because this is not professional sports. This is not a union with regular reps from each of the teams in the conference. We don't know a total number that are actually on board with what's being stated today. But there were, according to the Athletics, Zoom calls with at least one rep of each Pac-12 football school. And over the course of a month, including some other teammates, there was an informal network of a group chat of more than 400 players, but nothing like 400 players signing this thing of Pac-12 football unity today. And in fact, the conference says nobody has officially hit us up for for negotiations on this sort of thing and in fact one of the players at cal said well we're working on that we're going to have negotiations well okay but they're brady quinn just let him have it today he is a lover of college football (laughs) one of the reasons he did was that you're using the pandemic he thought to go after all of these issues now the players involved do see them as related the players want a written contract with the conference to legally ensure their protections. They want safe play. They want long-term health insurance, which I've also thought is a good thing. If you've ever seen the HBO reports on people who get hurt in college football, and then four years later, they have medical issues related to their college football. Well, guess what? They're not in the program anymore. They have right. no medical coverage for that. Right. Uh, Pac-12's title game is scheduled for a campus site this year, by the way, December 19th. It's not going to be in the new Las Vegas stadium the Raiders will use. That had been previously scheduled. And there is news on the NFL as Gardner Minshew from Washington State, Jaguars quarterback, was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list, along with four others from Jacksonville and Dolphins guard Eric Flowers also on the lease, meaning that not necessarily they tested positive, maybe in close contact. Right, and they're going to be very careful in the NFL. Great stuff to say. We'll go more in depth on the day that was for the Pac-12 and a big weekend for college football. Plus your tweets next on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Yes, sports are back. It's a great yes. night. It's a great night as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. But as sports return, we have that never-ending question for how long will we be able to play college sports this year? What will the NFL look like? Will we be able to finish seasons? Wow, Debbie Downer on college sports all of a sudden with you. I don't know. Have you paid attention the last couple of days? Yeah, I have. I've been bummed out <laughs> about it, to be honest. I still I can't even keep it all straight. I, well, I, let, let, 12, let me put it yeah. this way. Yeah, yeah, because this was an absolutely disastrous week for the NCAA, right? And, and maybe you could even say a disastrous three days for the NCAA. And some might say, oh, NCAA doesn't matter when it comes to college football. And you know what? You're right. Outside of eligibility, they have nothing to do with the playoffs, but they have everything to do with sports beyond football. And they do have quite a bit of a say in football. So when you have, when you have a report that Power Five schools are exploring that they may, they may have their own fall championships if the board of governors cancel that's an interesting story for the future of the ncaa right when you have when you have the sec have a teleconference leak which by the way uh we we tried to get robert klimko on tonight maybe we'll do it next week i don't know about you arnie that's 
that story didn't really bother me too much, and maybe that's horrible of me because isn't that what everyone's been telling us? Hey, we're going to do everything that we can to protect you, but we're not going to be able to guarantee it. I mean, that was the that to me was the big takeaway from that teleconference that the story that the Washington Post had, and then of course the story that everyone's talking about today with the Pac-12 proposed boycott, which again. I understand what they're doing, and a lot of the points they're making are great, but also in the same vein, a lot of the things that they're bringing up are, I don't know if they've just not paid attention or if it's just willful willful ignorance on their part to say, yeah, yeah, no, we want that, and there's nothing about it. So there's a lot of things that have happened over the last few days involving the NCAA, and absolutely positively none of it has to do with whether or not we're going to get to play college football this year. Yeah, sure, the Pac-12 might have a few people sit out, but I don't think a single soul is going to say, hey, we're not going to play to uh, to kind of stand up against these unless you're going to be a top-five pick regardless. I mean, I just... This has not been a good week for the NCAA. And then in that, Arnie, numbers in states that are big-time college football communities. I mean, listen, I live in one, and it hasn't been good. I mean, teams are practicing. Oklahoma's practicing, so that's good. But we saw the SEC go to a conference-only schedule with, what, one non-conference game that's in your state? Uh, ACC did the same thing. The Big 12 will announce tomorrow they'll go to nine conference games with one non-conference game among those that have already scheduled. I mean, Last week, I was talking about how watch teams are going to start pushing games up, and you saw a few teams do it. Now, Arnie, everyone's pushing back later in September. So I don't know what the hell to make of what's going on well, right I mean, now in college football, and I felt like I had a pretty good handle on it for a while. Everybody always says, wait till the students get back. You know, the you know the non-athletic – well, not ath- the just the regular students and see how much it's going to spread through campuses out there. Right. I don't know if you guys are doing it. We're doing this at University of Vermont. They're testing every student for one month straight every day to, to start the season off. That's quite a budget. You know, I, I thought all the schools were doing that. You know, I, when I threw that out yesterday, people were, were, like, shocked about it. And I'm saying to myself, isn't that what every school's doing? I, I didn't know they were. So wait. Maybe I'm going to have to reread that story because I'm pretty sure that's what they said, that they were going to test all the students for the first month just to make sure it doesn't run rampant through campus. Remember now, I live in Vermont. We have the lowest um, new infection rate by far now. It's not even close. We're we're dragging in last place, and there's there's nobody even close to us. So our governor's doing something right, but I, I was a little shocked that other schools aren't going to be doing the same, I guess. So, okay, now, now hold on. Let's rewind just a little bit. You said that they're going to test every student every yes. day. Every day for the first one month. Why the hell would you do that? Why would you do it every day? I mean, at least do it three times a week. I mean, that, every day seems almost preposterous to a certain degree. I mean, that's are the, is it? You, listen, we don't have to get into the mechanics of it, but doesn't that seem like a bit much to you if it it's did, every single but day? I, I, they just wanted to go ahead. I'm I just again. I thought that's what I thought all the schools were doing, and they just wanted to keep everybody safe out there. I better. You know, make sure that it was, yeah, but I'm pretty sure they said every day, every student for the first one month they were going to do it. Oh, well, kudos to them. They got That's quite a, a budget money. up there in Vermont. That much money. Yeah, geez. So for, at Oklahoma, if you're going to live on campus, you have to be tested, but I don't think it's every single day. Football teams, if you started to see, there's uh, there's weekly tests that they're doing, but I don't, I don't think they're at the point where they're doing daily. I mean, the NCAA... How about the rule, the one moment where the NCAA kind of stood up and said, hey, 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 we, 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 we're going to do something here. You know, that scene from Office Space where the two guys, they, they look at the, the Office Space work and they say, what is it exactly that you do here? I think the NCAA looked around and said, 
what is it that we do here? Oh, yeah, we got to release a statement. And they said, we're, if you have a positive test, you won't be tested again for, what was it, like three months? Because once you've had it, I mean, hey, we know you're positive. You're going to get quarantined, and then you're out. I'm like, okay, so they're fine. That was the first note that the NCAA sent out. So it's been very vigilant, has most colleges in their testing. But, Arnie, I just – I sit here on – well, I don't even know what today's date is. It is it, yeah, it's now the 3rd. It's August 3rd as we move Second. into – Arnie, this show rolls past midnight. It's 1 a.m. Eastern. Oh, you do that, Poloni. I forgot. Yeah, the day changes to the next day when you roll past midnight. It's a it's a wild thing. It's been going on for a bit. But I just I sit here as the most overly optimistic person on the planet that we can, should, and will play football. But when you start seeing that first step to go to conference-only schedules and then you realize how vigilant teams have been, but yet you look in certain areas like East Lansing and, and everything's a sh- a shut down. Rutgers and things have shut down. And not, not because it was a – not because it was a coach or someone that contracted it, because they went to a party. I mean, the Rutgers oh. story is now is now linked to a party. I haven't heard anything on Michigan State yet, but there was a campus party in Rutgers that kids went to. So I just I look at that more and more, and it makes me very concerned about the uh, the ability on a campus to be able to pull off a college football season. I, the high school system in Norman right. has gone virtual only. You know, my son is going to be a high school. I say high school, the school system, public school system in Norman has gone virtual only for the entire first semester. Wow. I mean, that's that that's the that's the grade school and and the the high school kids virtual only, Arnie. And now you're looking across the country and you're seeing this more and more. Some Illinois just shifted their high school football season to the spring. You've seen it in New Mexico and other places. I don't think colleges are going to shift to spring, but. Man, this college football season, if we can get it going, it's going to be so odd. I mean, it is going to be hard enough with the NFL and not having fans there, but so odd. And I've reached the point now to where I wonder, is it even going to happen? Oh, the whole is year? Is it even going to happen? The uh, whole season? I, I thought they said worst case scenario. You, we used to talk about this, that we'd have spring football. That mm. kind of seems to go by the wayside now. Nobody's talking about that, Chris. Well, I think, I think they're confident that they can play. But I just, I just think the the closer we get, and the numbers not leveling out, if, if that's even the, do we even say flattening the curve anymore? Is that oh, something I don't even we know even if that's say? still a, a saying? I don't. Yeah, know. I, I don't know. But the more and more I sit here, as I think you guys listen, I, I'm an incredibly optimistic person. The more concerned I get, some say, "Oh yeah, going to conference only schedules, that's a good sign." I think <laughs> is it? You know, that that to me just is a move where you stop and you think. Oh my gosh, this is an easier way to be able to get out and not play the season. I hope so. I, I'm going to be incredibly overly optimistic, but not a good weekend in general for the I, governing body of college sports. I, Chris, I, I'm sorry to jump, but I think this is going to be the beginning. Uh, they're going to use the virus to go ahead and start the separation of the Power Five conferences from the NCAA. I think this is going to be a major shift. When it comes to college sports. Now, I don't know what that means for it. Does that mean we're going to have like five or six super conferences? I've always thought that was going to be the the next step. And then that way you eliminate uh, a lot of uh, a travel somehow if you can just keep it regional. So I, I think that's going to be the next step going on. Don't don't just dismiss it because I think no, this is going to be the beginning of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to dismiss yeah. that idea. I think that's eventually where we end up. I think George Reister had actually brought it up on Twitter 
when he said, I talked to multiple very powerful and influential people above coaches who work for or with some of the Power Five's biggest athletic departments. They believe the 64 schools, including Notre Dame and BYU, will in the not-so-distant future break from the NCAA and form their own conglomerate. And I think that would be amazing. Because if there is one thing I feel like that we've that we've seen throughout this stretch is that the NCAA, man, they're just they're powerless. And the only thing they're good at is trying to suspend players and tell them what they can and can't do. And by the way, the NCAA is really good at putting on events, too. So I need to stop there. They do a good job of putting on the championships that they do. But I mean, you're already having power five conferences talk about putting on championships. What happens to the other the schools, NCAA? Chris? What happens what to the other schools? schools that are not in the Power Five conference if they do that? Oh, they can they can be in a group of five. They can play their schedules like they do now. I mean, the sixty four teams in that group aren't just going to play each other. They're going to s- still play other teams, right? Outside of that sixty four, if it's in state, I mean, all right, come on, you telling me that Alabama's not going to find a way to fit in a Maryland Eastern Shore on their schedule? Well, in some no, way, I'm just trying to figure out form? what happens for like March Madness or something like that. Are we going to still have all those teams in there or what? You know. Um, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. That sounds confident. I don't know. <laughs> I only think of, I don't. What, what is this basketball that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah I'm thing sorry I, about that. Yeah, what am I jumping right, So give me an optimistic feel on college football so I can be positive about this. This has nothing to do with the Pac-12 boycott. This has nothing to do with the teleconference from the SEC that was leaked where basically doctors told them what everyone's been, been telling them, but right. yet it was leaked. I, I, I don't I, understand I'm not why there's optimistic about that. Col- yeah, I'm not optimistic about college football right now. Um, I, I'm a little nervous about the NFL. I, I don't think that's going to go off without a hiccup, but college football, I mean, we're changing the schedules, and then the Pac-12 schedule comes out, we say you can take the first game and move it to the last game. Like, that's the only move we're going to be doing? And then now it's only conference games, and Notre Dame joins the ACC. Um, some people playing 12 games, some people playing 10 games. Sun Conference is doing the conference plus one, I think. I, I, I've lost track of what the hell is going on right now. 10-game season starting on September 26th for the SEC. Here's here's my biggest problem with it, and then we'll move on past this. And I'll, get, I'll, I'll shake myself during the break. I'll get my positive mindset back, and we'll talk about uh, matters that matter and your tweets. But wh- why, are, why are we waiting till September 26th? I mean, that's that's a month away. Right. Right. What am I talking longer about? That, That's yeah. longer than a month away. I mean, and once you get into the season, I mean, everyone was looking at, okay, let's try to get this thing started on August 29th because, Arnie, it was more than just Oklahoma. I mean, it was a lot of schools. And then suddenly you're going from what would have been a, a starting date of the 5th, you're going to the 12th, you're going past Labor Day, you're going to the 19th. You're not even starting till the 26th. I don't, I don't get that. I think you need to get going a little bit earlier because here's the key word that you're going to hear a lot. When the Big 12 announces tomorrow that it's going to nine conference games plus one non-conference game, you're going to hear one term brought up quite a bit, and it's been brought up in the ACC and even in the Pac-12 scheduling, which is why they talk talk about moving week one to potentially the last week of the season that word Arnie flexibility they want to be able to have scheduling flexibility if you're not starting till the 26th wow you're not giving yourself much flexibility especially whenever you consider how tight and I guess with 10 games you're you're lopping off a few games that makes it easier but if you're starting that late Arnie that doesn't tend to lead me to believe that you give yourself much flexibility does it no, I'm wondering, is it because we want to see how the virus is taken over early in campus? I always thought that we were going to go earlier. Like you said, Oklahoma yeah. went one week earlier to get the season started and get going there so they could have a game, a week off, a game, a week off. I thought that's the way we were headed. 
Some marquee games that we won't see this year. We already knew about Oregon, Ohio State, yeah. USC, Notre Dame, Michigan, Washington. But now, no Texas, LSU, and Baton Rouge. Ugh. No, I guess Arkansas and Notre Dame's only a big deal to me. Tennessee at Oklahoma, not happening. Vanderbilt, K-State, Mississippi State, North Carolina State. All of the kickoff classics done. But we'll keep our fingers crossed that we can get college football going. ACC is going to try to start September 12th. SEC will try to start September 26th. And when, when do they say? Is it going to be the 19th for when you guys can start your season in the Pac-12? So we'll just oh. uh, we'll continue to follow it. I'll, I'll keep my ear to anything that I can possibly hear. But as it stands right now, every little conversation you have about scheduling. Hey, we, we, we're going to do this. This is our plan. And then it's always that little asterisk at the end of it, if we can play. And that's always been the asterisk, and that asterisk, excuse me, and that's yeah. what they keep coming back to. All right, when we come back, I got to pay off the tease from last hour. There is one media stream that is absolutely thriving right now, in my opinion, and we'll talk about it next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio on a Sunday night into a Monday morning. Bobo on the wheels of steel, lead a lap, producing the show. If you missed Eric Pincus, who was fantastic, or yep. Todd Furman, hit up our podcast, foxsportsradio.com. Steve DeSager has got another update coming your way in about 10 minutes. And all the editors behind the scenes who gave us this, Arnie, because I think there is one entity that is absolutely positively thriving during the, I guess you could say, I keep saying quarantine, but during (laughs) COVID-19 and the Unique start that Major League Baseball and the NBA and restart and both have had. And that's the beloved amplitude modulation. Radio, baby. Albert skies went high and deep to left field. That's a no-doubter. Big fly for Albert Pujols. A grand slam in his 4-2 to two halos. I mean, come on. It absolutely sounds like there's a cram stadium in there. You got the organist playing or whichever music they might play during it. Arnie, I, we had a couple of tweets about this earlier in the show. But if anything, good old-fashioned play-by-play on the radio has been fantastic to follow to start the seasons back up. I like it. You know what? I, again, it's something I'm not really thinking about. It's just kind of blending on in. I feel like I'm watching a league of their own where they go, it's a base hit. I'm taking two wooden sticks and I'm smacking <laughs> it together or, or something like that. Um, it, it adds to it. We've been doing that, like I said, back in, you know, in the day of, of what, the early 1900s yeah. or whatever the hell it was. So um, I enjoy it. It, it yep. just kind of, you know, keeps it better than just having, um, you know, when we remember the experiment we did. Um, Jets, Dolphins, I forget what year where there was no announcers. And um, it was just absolutely horrible. I mean, you heard nothing. You heard the players, but they didn't have you, – you couldn't hear, like, really the crowd noise. It was just done horribly. Um, this mm-hmm. is a lot better now that we've learned the, and had technology. Absolutely. Uh, and, by the way, our man Carlos hit us up and said, guys, baseball on the radio is most like before COVID. It's been really entertaining. I've enjoyed the Giants – much more than watching on TV. Well, I don't even know how you could watch the Giants on TV, but kudos to you, <laughs> Carlos. All right, let's hit a couple of tweets, shall yeah. we? They've been really yeah. good tonight. Paul writes, it's amazing that the most meaningful impact the Marlins have had on Major League Baseball in 17 years 
is their trip to a strip club in Atlanta. Now, have we had that confirmed, or is that is that that's a Bob Nightingale report that's out there, right? I I don't know who put the report out there. I have a tendency to believe that one. Um, I can confirm it by just finding out how good are the wings there. Um, So if the wings are really good, then I'm going to say that that it's confirmed, you know? Uh, Jess writes, Arnie, you can't be a Met fan and root for the Dodgers. Since my Giants stink, then what? Am I also supposed to root for the Yankees? Yeah, but my Mets are horrible this year. We can't even make the playoffs, and they take every team but one. That's like me going to the diner that's open 23 and a half hours, and they're closed right when I get there for the half hour. I, they're just horrible. How you, every team's going to make the playoffs but the Mets this year. <laughs> that sounds, you're going to be sitting there whenever the playoffs are going on, and, and you're like, wait, what just happened? We're not in the playoffs? Uh, Let's see. There's a couple more baseball tweets here. Uh, Roberta writes, Major League Baseball 2020 is history. Greedy people on both sides. Spent more time arguing about money than preparing for the problems that would appear. Do you agree with that? No, we're past that now. Um, I agreed with her back when we started this. It was about greed and money and, you know, millionaires and billionaires. But we're past that now. We're trying to hang on and get our 60-game season, and nobody still answered my question. What are we going to do about these teams that have played three games so far? How the hell are we going to make up all those games? I don't know. Um, I don't think it's going to end up being – I don't think it's going to – I mean, give me Rob Manfred's job, and I'll come up with an answer for you. But I don't don't think, Arnie, you're going to be in a situation where every team's going to be able to play the full 60. I just just think it's impossible, don't you, with the way the numbers are going right now? I do. I think, you know, you'll have – even some teams may be playing three, four, five less, and then you'll do it mathematically, percentage-wise, add a half a win and half a loss for every game you, you didn't play. I don't know what you're going to do at that point. I do like, though, the, uh, I do like the idea of potentially it being over, say, your overall winning percentage, and then that way if tomorrow or the Phillies only end up playing like 10 games, they end right. up playing 82 or something. That's not going to happen, by the way. I'm being very facetious. Mark writes, your Dodgers are going to beat the Yankees in the World Series? Don't bet on it. Or, or you can if you choose. You'll likely lose. That is quite a line at the pitch, too. Maybe Kershaw will finally find the magic in the postseason and get the support when he needs it. We should I'll see. I'll Look good see. today. Didn't he I'll look see. good he today? looked great today. Absolutely. Roger writes from our conversation about COVID-19 and whether or not baseball will make it through. Roger, who has been a very staunch critic of some of our COVID-19 conversations, you just did a new segment to add to the show. It's called Arnie Spaniard, the stinking genius, unlikely voice of reason. But wow. I think your, your reason is that you're just concerned about the season, right? And I think my... Lack of reasoning is that I'm not overly concerned about baseball finishing. I think if they can't finish with all 30 teams, they're going to finish with 29 or 28. I don't think baseball's stopping the train right now. And you tend to think it could happen. If if everybody can't finish, then we finish whatever we have left there. That's right. Uh, Maybe the Mets will make the playoffs then. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe there still is hope for you, Arnie. Uh, And then let's see. Pete, who has been our man on the street in D.C., right, as we were not really getting into too much about the Washington NFL team, but this is good. He's like, I'm not letting go of the D.C. Red Wolves sales story. Uh, I'm looking for a new source, and that push in the Washington Post did not work. I've got to hit the D.C. street soon and meet with A.G. Barr and Jay Kushner for some referrals. Stay tuned. P. 
compete in Oakland. The most unlikely story that ended up taking over this show and I think this state, this network and the station, wherever you're listening to, uh, was the fact that Washington had decided to retire the Redskins nickname and then not even push for a new one because you started to realize what, Arnie? Everything was pretty much trademarked. I mean, you even go with Red Wolves. Arkansas State's the Red Wolves now. They have a trademark on that name. So if Washington wanted to shift to that, there would be negotiations with uh, Chancellor Kelly Danfoos over at Arkansas State, and they'd have to find a way to get it done. It's crazy, isn't it? Let's uh, you and I trademark the rest of anything red whatever, red animals. Um, we'll trademark. That way they have to come through us and have to buy it from us. Oh, and by the way, let me give a quick update. I was giving kudos to radio. Yeah. And Maller Prop says that the Pulos home run was actually from TV? I didn't what? say anything to you and Paris you on that okay, one. Okay, listen, Arnie, you had no idea either. You probably didn't even know Pujols hit a Grand Slam today. No, I knew he did a Grand Slam, All but right. I didn't know that was off TV until Maller Prop put it up there. Uh, okay, how about this one? How about this one is a true radio call then, all right? If, if you're going to call me out for that one, let me try one more as a true radio call. This Don't would embarrass be... us this time. This would be, well, I, listen, this is the editors behind the scenes. I can only work with what I've been given, Arnie. This is uh, kudos of the Cubs network. A sharp single, a line drive right back through the box. The Cubs win it by a score of 2-1 to one in 11 innings. There you go. Now listen there, to the crowd. Go. They're happy. They're going crazy right now in Chicago. Crazy. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, I've got more tweets to get to. I hope we have time to play buy or sell before we get out of here. Uh, DeSager's got one more update coming up. But be- before we before we get to it quickly, Arnie, do, do we need to find some time to talk about this Pac-12 boycott before we get out of here? Oh, or absolutely. Did, did, I mean, did Brady Quinn lay waste to it so we can't? Uh, we can get to it for a few minutes there. I mean, they're okay. asking for a lot, and I'm a little worried that uh, it may uh, kind of hurt the start of the Pac-12, though I'm, I'm not guessing okay. it will. It may. All right, we'll, we'll get into that coming up next because I, I do want to spend some time on it and figure out what looks like a legit request that could be granted and what might be pie in the sky. But before DeSega rolls in here one final time, we're brought to you tonight in part by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. It works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist-recommended odor-free pain relief for muscle pain, backaches, strains, sprains, or even arthritis. There is no stinging or burning involved. It's simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast, and you won't stink. And one final time tonight, Steve DeSager is in the house. What's going on, Steve? Three things till we get to the baseball. One, you mentioned the Pac-12. For those who didn't see the Players' Tribune, it's some Pac-12 football players threatening to sit out camp or more until they can have negotiations with the league about health, about social justice. They want safe play. They want long-term health insurance. And they published the demands today. They want to prohibit any COVID-19 agreements that waive liability. They want to have an opt-out without losing their roster spot or eligibility and on down the line. A question, Mr. Big 12. I yes. Did, I did read this past wow. week that the virtual media day was supposed to be held on Monday, and that's a no-go now, right? Canceled. Canceled. Because wow. I have read they're going to consider multiple football schedule models on Monday. The conference will. Therefore, they don't have anything really to discuss yet because they don't have a schedule, right? Right. That's part exactly. of the reason why there's no media day. Here's the three models they're looking at just quickly. Play nine conference games plus one non-conference home game, which is what I have come to understand will be the actual schedule. The other two options, play nine conference games with two non-conference games or playing up to 12 regular season games with nine conference games and the ability to schedule up to three non-conference Whoa. games. Wow. So that's still on the table. But you're right, DeSager. They canceled media days because – 
What do you have to talk about? You don't have a schedule. Yeah, how about that October game? It's good. What, what October game? <laughs> exactly. Nothing even on paper yet. Uh, and I did find the announcement from the University of Vermont, if that's what Arnie was referencing. Yes. It said, uh, they said their testing is going to be among the most extensive in the country. It's going to be weekly testing for the first three weeks of the semester. Okay. But the university is going to cover the costs, and that's over 10,000 tests a week, just for the record. Wow. So, wow. Somebody is spending some money there. And the other I, thing. I, I, the other school should. If we could do it up here, I, uh, how could the other schools not uh, afford something like that? Well, obviously, they have some agreements uh, with a couple of organizations in the area. But I think what Chris referenced earlier is that it costs a pretty penny. And the NHL has a players union and makes the NHL and the hub cities do all this testing. And there is no such thing for the college football players, for example, to make universities that are losing sports, not just losing a little money in the athletic department, literally losing sports to have this kind of expenditure to put on games that they can't sell a single ticket to in some cases. The other thing is, uh, after the reference of maybe Clayton Kershaw can have uh, one good postseason, I would say that he had a phenomenal 2017 postseason. If you look it up, he had five good appearances, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, the Houston Astros in a home game came from 4 nothing down and had yeah. comebacks in back-to-back innings. But aside from that, when he faced Houston at Dodger Stadium, it was... 11 innings, one run allowed, 15 strikeouts, only two Mm. walks. He absolutely dominated the Astros and had a superb run of the postseason. And let's be honest, probably would have been World Series MVP, maybe. I know Jock Peterson had three homers. But imagine the – and this has been talked about by other hosts. Imagine the narrative changing. We see this in sports all the time. If Dan Marino had won a Super Bowl, you know, if Dan – you know, on down the list. This was – not just he missed an opportunity, and there have been other missed opportunities, as we know, in the postseason. This was like the team had it taken from them. The odd thing that baseball didn't take the banner from them in Houston. That I understand you have to give immunity to players, get them to talk, but they didn't make. They found him guilty and didn't make him take the banner down. That's kind of surprising. The Houston news today was the fact that they were playing the Angels, and it turns out the Angel guy made the news. Now, in 11 innings, Houston beat the Halos 6-5. to five. Angels left bases loaded to end the game. They had 14 left on base. So they lost a game that included that grand slam from Albert Pujols. Justin Upton, by the way, 0 for 3, three strikeouts, batting 108. Huh. Mike Trout is due to return on Tuesday. His wife just had a baby. Now, the pitcher starter today, and they hope every Sunday show, Hey Otani, was pulled in the second inning after two runs, five walks allowed. He'll have an MRI on his arm. Minnesota 7 and 2 after beating Cleveland. Cubs 7 and 2 after edging Pittsburgh in 11 innings. It was a doubleheader sweep for Cincinnati at Detroit. Each game of the Twin Bills, seven innings after yesterday's rainout. The Tigers in the nightcap went two for 23, but a Tiger reliever did strike out the first nine batters he faced in the opener, wow. Tyler Alexander. The Rockies are six and two. They beat San Diego again, nine to six. The Dodgers are seven and three. Just behind him in the division, Dodgers start a series in San Diego tomorrow night. Clayton Kershaw made his season debut today. Six strikeouts pitching into the sixth inning. Dodgers 3-0 winners at Arizona. And Cody Bellinger of L.A. with a two-run homer in the first. He was batting 139, did not play Saturday, was 1-for-19 on the road trip. First swing of the bat went over over the fence. Corey Seager was out with a quad injury. Seager could DH for L.A. on Monday. Texas got a win. Oakland as well. Baltimore with another win. White Sox won their fourth straight. Atlanta won its fifth straight. 
four nothing over the Mets, who have lost five in a row. We're horrible. Mets with no <laughs> runs, ten hits, five walks, How and does no that runs. Happen? How do you do that? Pete Alonso was 0 for five. He's batting 175. Get rid of him. And DH Uenis Cespedes opted out of playing this season without even telling the team initially, batting 161. St. Louis at Milwaukee postponed all weekend, and the Cardinals reportedly had more multiple positive virus tests today. Washington at Miami was postponed all weekend. The Marlins had no games all week, but they return at Baltimore Tuesday. Marlins had no positive virus test for a second day in a row. And Philadelphia against Toronto was postponed all weekend, but the Phillies will finally resume play. Again, no new positives. Monday, Phillies at Yankee Stadium is the plan. Philadelphia Eagles head coach Doug Peterson tested positive for coronavirus without symptoms. He is in self-quarantine. And in the NBA, Houston beat Milwaukee 120 to 116. The Rockets from three-point range, 21 of 61. NHL playoff wins for Minnesota, Columbus, and Arizona. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Have a great week, man. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Mm-mm. Arnie, sorry about your Mets. It, uh, Legend no, hits not. us up and says they could skip the regular season for baseball and just eliminate the Pirates and let the other 29 teams into the playoffs. So they could add your Mets to that if they want as well. Yeah, Dupree it's writes, been bad already. How about college football sells tickets to the actual testing? <laughs> <laughs> Having actually had to watch people get tested for COVID-19 with a nasal swab, it's not really something that I think that you can – sell tickets i mean i know you're being facetious but i mean ugh, it's not a very rewarding thing and then a few other tweets because they I'd have watch, been really good tonight go ahead, yeah. i would watch just because you'd want to watch other people in pain <laughs> uh yeah we're not getting into aries tonight on this show lou writes according to bill plashke in the la times lebron's tipping to give the lakers the win over the clippers was the first time in lebron's two years with la that he made a game-winning shot in the last 15 seconds is that right? Really? I guess You're I didn't to realize check that. that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I would never question Bill Plaschke. He's pretty money. I, I will. Say, here's my complaint about the Lakers, Arnie. Yeah. And this goes back to even during the early part of the quote unquote regular season. And and I'm not necessarily. I guess I say it's my complaint, but you can't complain because it works a lot. They have this offense that flows, and you get the ball to Anthony Davis, and if he's facing up, he's facing up. If he's in the blocks, he's in the blocks. they got a very fluid offense. And then suddenly in the last two minutes, it's, be- it's kind of Harden Rockets-esque to where it's LeBron James, and he's just dribbling, and he's kind of waiting for something. To- and it usually works, but it, j- it seems so odd to me that it's almost, it's almost as if they shift away from something that's working late, and it becomes the LeBron show. And they do I don't know they, how well, that works. Well, they change it up. First of all, uh, when it comes down the stretch, they just start double-teaming and triple-teaming Anthony Davis. We, we, I mentioned this to Eric Pincus. I, I'm like, so is that the way you play the Lakers, double-team yeah. Anthony Davis? One guy on LeBron and the other two guys just stand around because, my goodness, when, they, when he gets the ball, they rush at him, um, and he has to give it up. I think he only had seven shots today. They did a great job on him. Yeah, they absolutely did. And then a few more tweets. Uh, This one from No Maple Bar. Okay, I like that. After watching a couple foul balls bounce off the same unsuspecting cutout in the Mariners and A's game today, could I get those odds for one occurrence of a fan-slash-cutout interference in any major league game this year? Asking for a friend. (laughs) <laughs> Did you see him the there today? The apartment cutout. Oh, 
Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, geez. I say one more. I, this is from Jess. I already spent $1,700 on two tickets for the Raiders versus the Bucks this year. So I hope some fans are actually allowed in the stands. I want Major League Baseball and the NBA to end because I hate the Dodgers and the Lakers who will probably win it all. In the NFL, I'm not even worried about the Pats anymore. You're not worried about the Pats either. You think they're going to have the first pick. Um, I'm hoping that the whole team doesn't opt out by tomorrow. What is it, up to eight now? Sony Michelle on the physically unable to perform list, along with Sanu. Um, this team is going to be red-hot garbage. Hello, last place. They're done. Yeah, they're, I don't know if I'll go with you as far as saying last place. Oh, yeah, they're last place. But it did seem kind of odd that you had two of your better defensive players opt out, or at least historically better defensive players, and Patrick Chung and Dante Hightower. Now, if Stephon Gilmore opts out, Arnie, then we'll have ourselves another conversation. Oh, one more from Pill, or Paul, who writes, the SEC is going to conference games only. Each team will get two additional games. I'm willing to bet that Bama will get Vandy and an extra Arkansas game. Uh, All right, listen, <laughs> you're already playing Arkansas. Why don't you go to play Arkansas twice, and we'll give you uh, Vanderbilt. Both at home, by the way. Both at home. <laughs> All right, one final segment for us before we make way for Big Ben Maller when we come back. Arnie's picks. Yes. And, and a quick game of buy or sell heading out yeah. the door right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Sarni and Plank, final segment. Big Ben Maller coming up next to take you through the night and to kick off a full week. I mean, think about this in sports. Basically, every day this week, Yeah. games start at noon. Don't until midnight, if not wow. later. That's just awesome. And by the way, game ball tonight to Bobo. Aaron back in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios who pointed out to me that Fox Sports 1 had a roller derby on tonight. So I've wow. been watching the uh, LA T-Birds pull out the win over. I can't even see that name. Is it the Violators? The Violators. <laughs> That's Ralphie Valadares. Awesome. I used to watch roller derby so I watched much. I it also, yeah. Bro. Yeah, don't tell me that it's fake or anything. I mean, it's yeah. like when when someone told me that cheaters had pre-taped segments, it just ruined it for me. So I can't find out that this is fake or this is like wrestling, Bobo. I need to know that it's all real and these were real elbows, and we must find out what these people are doing it's now. It's really so- fake. <laughs> Lead a lab. Great job. If you missed any of our guests tonight, Eric Pincus, we had a great conversation with Todd Furman. We, we didn't really go in depth in the Pac 12 saga. No. We spent our first segment really talking about the tough week it's been for the NFL, like boohoo for the, excuse me, for the NCAA, and also where we think college schedules are going, which is to conference only. You can find that on the podcast page at foxsportsradio.com. Thanks to the Sager on updates and the millions and millions of editors behind the scenes. All right. Arnie, everyone came tonight for your picks. Stinking genius, take it away. Where are we going with the picks tonight? Little music put me in the mood. Of course, let's start with the NBA, as you mentioned. Games on Monday starting at 1.30 Eastern right off the bat. The Raptors and the Heat. I got to tell you, they didn't put a line on it just yet, but the way the Raptors are looking, and I told you they'd be, you know, right in the thick of things even without Kawhi Leonard. No, I didn't say that, but, you know, you guys don't know what I say anyway. Uh, Give me the Raptors uh, in this one over the Heat, but this is going to be a pretty good game as the Heat has played real well also. But I'll take Toronto on that one. I love the Grizzlies plus the four against the Pelicans. Um, Zion on a uh, two-minute minute restriction, so he's only going to play like one or two minutes. Uh, So give me the Grizzlies in that one. Love my Lakers. Got to lay a lot of lumber here, but I'll lay the six against the Jazz. And I'm going to take the Spurs, too many points here, uh, the six and a half against the 76ers. I'm trying to reverse my fortunes. Uh, Give me my Mets over the Braves, and I'm going to take the Yankees over the Phillies. So there you have my picks. Do them as you please, but they're no longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. They're to make money, my friend. We got sports back. Oh, clap. Thank you. Thank you. I got to be honest. What? There's a part of me that really missed you trying to pick a Madden simulation when you couldn't even tell us where the simulation was. I was undefeated place. in those picks. I want you to know that. <laughs> I did. I was thinking about that today, uh, and actually looking forward to your picks because you have games to pick, right? Yeah, finally, 
I got Finally, a prediction. You know, it's been so long since I've and, – and now there's a whole bunch. I could just look – hockey, I didn't even do hockey – uh, today, I just did a little baseball and basketball, so um, it's finally great to be able to pick games. Well, I, I will say this. I know that it's been a rough week for Major League Baseball with the, uh, let's see, the the Marlins hitting a strip club. Oh, the Cardinals allegedly hit a casino. Yeah, yeah. But I I still think baseball is going to end up having fans back in the stands. And not listen, not to the degree where you're going to have 19,000, 20,000 there, but I think you'll start seeing them trickle in. And I don't know. I don't know if there's gonna if there's a universal rule in baseball, or for instance, in a place like Texas, where the governor has said, "Hey, you can have 25 percent capacity." And I know those numbers have started to dwindle a bit, but I wouldn't be surprised sooner rather than later. That's not me saying I'm all for it or thinking that it's right. They just had fans at a NASCAR race a couple weeks ago in Texas. They had fans at a NASCAR race in New Hampshire today. I think. As scary as some of the numbers are, Arnie, I think yeah. we're inching towards it. And I know you disagree with me vehemently on that with uh, getting fans back in the stands for baseball. Uh, but for, it's for, happening. Well, for baseball, I do because we're just trying to get through the 60-game season um, and the playoffs. Can you imagine if you say, okay, let's get them back for the playoffs, and then something goes wrong, and now we're on the verge of shutting it down during the playoffs? You know, yeah. You can't take that chance. Uh, I think once you start this way, I think this is the way you have to finish. Nah, we'll see. I think I'm right on this one. And next week, next week, we'll have uniformity for every – well, I guess you can't say uniformity. We'll have official schedules for every single Power 5 conference. The Pac-12 released it's kind of, I think, because I don't even know when that Arizona-Arizona State game is going to be. Right. Uh, Big Ten's going to announce it's this week. Did you see that the Big Ten might have the Ohio State-Michigan game in like week two I know of the season? I, 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 can't, I can't do that. I can't get pumped up about that. Though, um, starting so late, maybe that might not be a bad idea, you know? Well, and it, 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 you're right. You at least, maybe they're going to do the same thing in the Big Ten that they did in the Pac-12 to where, hey, we're going to try to start on the 19th. Your opening game will then be pushed to the end of the season if we can't start on the 19th and have to wait until the 26th. Oh. So maybe that's their thinking with Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, oh, and by the way, the Pac or the Big 12 will announce its schedule tomorrow. I know that's what you all came here for tonight. I've been told that they'll end up playing nine conference games with one non-conference home game as part of that mix, and it will be very spread out because what's our key word whenever it comes to college football scheduling? Flexibility. Yes. And We'll have NFL training camps that we'll be able to kind of talk about. I mean, is there – can we talk about things from Usually we're camps? excited no. about that, you know. Well, usually I am, but right now I just sit around and go, don't touch each other. Everyone stay away from each other. <laughs> no need to have practices. Just go have a game, and then we'll be good to go, right? All right, thanks to Eric Pincus. Thanks so much to Todd Furman, as always. Great job to Sager for Bobo, for Lead Lap. Arnie, have an outstanding week, my man. You I don't even too, know how my gonna, friend. You how are we going to fit friend. all this in? We've got NFL camps. We've got NHL from noon till midnight. Baseball, NBA. What See a great ya. week. We'll kick it off next with Ben Maller right here on Fox. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.